0: Oh. Oh. You hear that? Yeah. That's the fax machine.
1: Oh, shit. Huh.
0: Where'd you put it? Fax machine? Yeah. I think I buried it in a hole or something. That's how Jerry is contacting us, Kron. How could you... He told us All this right. last week in the email. Where's it at? I
1: don't know. Start moving
0: the piles of shit and see if you can find it. All right, where is this shit? Fucking. But you put it under the army of dead. Fucking DVDs again. Just move boxes. Uh, you move you. them.
2: What the right. fuck is the noise?
0: It's a fax machine. Cron hit it again. Fucking. I didn't hide it. Who gets faxes? Who gets them? Just Can't find the just find us. the plug.
2: Obviously, he didn't bury the plug. Pull the plug on the fucking thing.
0: Did you bury the cord, Kron? How can I, how can I bury a cord? It has got to go in the wall. It's got to go in the holes. I know you get really weird about tripping.
2: It's I'm, like I'm hitting the breaker. Fuck it,
1: dude. I'm. I am All right, I hear it, hear
0: it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Then don't talk. I know you're tripping on fucking spray paint. Attention for the rental staff. Uh, this month is employment. So I'm not hitting the breaker? Uh, what? I, I got the chance. Go ahead. It's, it's go fine. ahead. Go ahead. Hit it. Play. Okay. Hit the breaker. You should because this is bad news, guys. Um, Who kissed me? <laughs> well, it's that time again. Jerry wants us – what? For what? (laughs) Jerry wants us to uh, do the exercise test again. Fuck. 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 That's the worst part of the job. He listed off what we have to complete. Why is there a physical component to this?
2: Building the obstacle course is always the most annoying part of it. It's so fucking intricate.
0: Ooh, We got sharpshooting this year. That's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Three mile run in under 10 minutes. That's not going to happen.
1: I've already got my chain and a 45 plate on, dude. I'm ready for the run. 58.
2: Hey, each of us just do a mile, right? It's three miles.
1: Mm -hmm. 58. Relay style?
2: Yeah. Sit ups.
1: I'm going to do the first. One
0: fifth of the mile and then hand off the baton and then leave the track. What what uh, did you say, Dan? Fifty eight sit ups in less than two minutes. Fifty eight. Yeah. That's not bad. I could do that. Um four chin ups.
2: That's tough.
1: It's tough yeah, on me. That's a tough one. This is the bar. Where's the bar?
2: Is this the fucking Marines? Got to do fucking chin-ups?
1: Can we put
0: the bar at chest, getting, uh... chest level? Hey. He must have watched G.I.G. I or think some he, shit. He,
2: Last year we dealt with this. I think there's a mental component to this, right? He wants to see how we can,
1: mm-hmm. you know, sort of game this. Yeah. it's a, Well, it's about as much bending the rules as it is completing yeah. the challenges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're onto something, ground We'll just put the
2: bar really low. Mm. Use our right. little feetsies.
0: Sharpshooting. Okay. So that's cool. That's a cool one.
2: Yeah, uh, that was easy. We do that all the,
0: could all the time Could substitute crossbow. Can, okay. Can one of you guys put the apple on your head this time for mm-hmm. sharpshooting and crossbow? You can substitute a crossbow, but I'm sure oh. he'll have a target. R- um, Rubik's Cube th- Challenge. Complete full Rubik's Cube in under six minutes.
1: I can do that. I hope it's mostly done. I'll, I'll grab, I'll, I'll
2: fucking show you guys. I can do it. I'm out. I can I'm do it out. while I'm running the, my
0: mile. Uh, Full on oh, three ball juggle for 10 straight minutes. Whew. Yikes.
2: I could do it. What if I only have two balls?
0: He says he will provide all balls. Use one of Dean's. Okay, I got you. There. It's a pattern. I'll show you. And of course, as always, guys. One uh, JO in under five minutes.
2: Oh no, I won't be able to do that.
0: Yeah, oh, no, the fucking champ
1: not. is back, baby. Yeah,
0: that's Karan's best uh, best event there. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I've already started. It's about one dumb asses.
0: Oh, tiny note at the bottom teamwork is not the dream work you are not allowed to work together this is an individual event fuck fuck. well boys we were the only three that made it last year maybe we'll get some new employees this this, this run boom J.O. done <laughs> dude uh, that's not till two weeks from now I
1: already started see you dipshits on the three mile track just clean it up,
2: dude. Yeah, jokes on him, man. You're not gonna be able to fucking run in your refractory period.
1: I'm getting golden this decathlon. Should have jerked
2: off at the end.
0: Mm-mm.
1: You, oh,
2: actually, I will. Should-
1: I will to celebrate.
0: And Jerry also says we're not getting paid for.
2: And this. don't fucking uh, say it's like a champagne bottle this time, Cron. All right. <laughs> be putting your fucking thumb over the tip.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta get that spray it's,
0: it's like he was on the podium It's fucking weird
1: Okay
2: Well, if we're gonna take this fucking serious Okay, cause I want him to pay for our vacation this year Um, I think we gotta get in like a fucking serious Head zone, right? Like Not the usual crap we watch To get ready I think we pull Mm -hmm. out a fucking five-star today. You guys ready? Speaking of fitness reports, this week on 5-Day Rentals, LA Confidential. Welcome to 5 Day Rentals, the video store podcast. All that bullshit. It's a five-star banger, people.
0: It's the end of
2: the the season. I'm in that last week of school mindset. We've taken our tests. We're moving on. Who gives a shit? But let's cap this bad boy off with a five-star banger. I am Bones. I'll be head honcho. The Chief. The Chief. If you will. But I'm clean, goddammit. We'll see. And with me my two lieutenants, as usual, Laundry Dan, Cron Howard. Sup, dudes. Sup. Sup. Sup.
1: Sup. I'm Sup. kind of the Bud White of this podcast. Uh a butt okay. wipe? Yeah, you are a butt wipe. I don't
2: I was gonna ask this. Uh I'll fucking crack
1: your jaw open, dude. I'm Bud White, I don't give a shit.
2: Three of us, three main characters in this. Who do we? Who do we think we are? I mean, I would have said I was Bud White, but
1: I'm Kim Basinger. Yeah, Dan. I was gonna say Dan's kind of a Lynn. You're not a Sid. Hell no. I think like, I'm you. The, I'm the Sid, to be honest. Okay. Which one's Sid? Devito. Devito. Damn it! Thank you. Got Carl. the good one.
0: You just said you weren't Sid. I am Kim Basinger. I won an Oscar I'm fine. Why? I don't know, but I did.
2: You don't think she's awesome
0: in this? I mean, she's good, but I didn't I honestly meant to check like who was the competition that year cuz it's like it, she's good, but I don't I don't think it was an Oscar-worthy performance. Have plenty of
2: time when I'm rambling on through this plot <laughs> this evening for you to Google uh, you guys seen this before? Surely.
0: No, nope, This never, is a first time never. watch for me.
2: Holy shit. Uh, okay. Five-star banger rules if you're new to five-day rentals. Uh, we set this bad boy up outside of a regular category because every once in a while we want to talk about something good. Goals to kind of highlight something that maybe doesn't get talked about as much or a personal five-star banger for ourselves. Um, Dan, uh, did you
1: just real quick,
0: did you rip this and watch it? that way no i put i have the blu-ray so i just Man, watched it
1: i ripped it and there were like these weird subtitles that popped up all throughout the entire movie
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: that would just say like but they would be happening at like one hour and 50 minutes in but it would pop up and say kim basinger lynn braddock <laughs> and then there were some that were like not even people in the movie it would be like uh David Chaucer, film critic. I was trying to figure out if it was like a film, com- like a commentary, and they were noting like who was speaking. Yeah, could be. I don't have be. it in there.
2: Could, be, could it be a trivia track also.
0: Yeah, it could be something like that. Yeah. Did you forget to unclick one on MKV or something?
1: The only thing I could think was maybe um, – there were like two files that were the same size and I just picked one because I was like, what's the fucking difference? And I got this one that has like encoded subtitles or something.
0: I'll rip and let you know. Yeah. Do, do a lot of
1: work for the movie we've already watched and let me know how it comes out. I got to rip it eventually.
0: So.
2: Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that, uh, two minute tech talk here on five day rentals, five star banger LA confidential. Um, join our discord for further tech discussion. And, uh, uh, if you need assistance, ripping your physical media to a digital platform.
0: I think the people care. I think they, they're fucking pirates that listen to this. <laughs> this will be the most discussed thing on the discord.
2: Oh, for mm. sure. Um,
0: and diarrhea. Okay.
2: Uh, Where was I at? I was oh, just finishing up the five-star banger. I select it. I give this fucking thing five stars. Out the gate, we're allowed to sort of admit what we're thinking. I'll ask the dudes at the end if they change their mind, what it is. But these things stay off the big board. Oh, by the way, guys, I think I'm in the camp that we keep the same list. I do not think we create a new list for season two. I think the fact that we've locked that in by calling it the big board to me, that that encompasses the guess, in, the entirety of the podcast.
1: I guess I'm okay with it. It's just going to turn into a lot of scrolling at some point <laughs> for me.
0: <laughs> That's his reason. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I I was for a new list. I think, but this is uh, you know, this is democracy.
2: Do we? Do we? Put this out to our, our limited Discord users and ask them no. if they have an opinion. Nah. This seems yeah. like
0: an internal. Yeah. Okay. This is an internal affair.
2: So, mm. Kron, if you'd rather not scroll, you seem to be the decision maker here. I, I mean, need, I'll go with whatever. But
1: I need to think about it. We'll we'll have it decided before season two starts. Can't, I, but mean, I need you, I need to think.
2: You could throw a column. You could throw a column on there that says season one, season two, so you can quickly filter.
0: Jimmy, if you do a new list, I don't think we do as many rewinds. Well, I definitely think we
1: should. We should do the rewinds like we did this last one where we do like three or four categories and then – or like three or four each.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We're going longer on the categories in Season 2 for Rewinds. So like three rounds. That.
2: Three yeah. rounds of categories. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I think that benefits either way.
1: I'll figure out the list. I'll figure out if we should do. I kind of, I almost lean toward Bones' thing. Like a massive list of all, every single
0: movie we've watched. I mean. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying. We, we hope you enjoyed
1: that behind the fun. curtain, the
2: three minutes of internal what should have been an off mic conversation <laughs> here on Five Day Reynolds. Five Star Banger, LA Confidential, nineteen ninety seven, directed by Curtis Hansen. Guys, first thoughts on LA Confidential.
1: It's cool, uh, man. It's it's like reading a hard hard case crime novel. It's very old school. L.A. noir kind of shit you know Um, time period works well it's got enough twists and turns that it is exciting it feels like a noir but updated there's a lot to enjoy
0: have any of you read a James Elroy book
2: there's a chance did he has he done any hard case crime do we know I don't know because this is part of his big four series, right? The L.A. The L.A. Quadrilogy or something. Quadrat or some shit. Yeah. Because uh, Black Dahlia was a part of that. Uh, and De Palma adapted that, right? Yeah. Is that, that, was is right that De a De Palma too. you haven't seen, Kron, or have you seen Black Dahlia?
1: Oh, sorry. I was looking at – oh, I have seen Black Dahlia. I okay. like Black Dahlia. That's probably like his, uh, you know, like his last kind of – One I would probably recommend people watch.
2: Yeah. Was that, those were 2005 ish, maybe? Around that time? I think so. Yeah. I think we were at the video store around that time. Uh, Yeah, I think I remember taking that. Have you read any Elroy?
0: Uh, I've read American Tabloid, which is the beginning of another series he did, but this was after. confidential and dahlia and all that But yeah it is uh i'd say well of course the book's more detailed but uh yeah i mean this is elroy all like all over the place in this twists and turns dames fucking la
2: now Kron and I were big hard case crime readers. I don't know what that says about us. That if we we just like to be on the edge of smut. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy that that that. Just buy thing. a
0: Hustler, dude.
2: Take.
1: Um, I also read Hustler. I'm not I exclusive would. on the hard case crime. You know, you I have would. a
0: subscription to Hustler.
1: Well, not a subscription, but I buy uh, you know, lots off of eBay. <laughs> I did
2: recently think about. Um, I know this seems weird, but I was trying to think: like, could I buy all of my birth year, like those twelve playboys?
0: <laughs> i get the hustlers; it'd be more interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> True that,
0: but you I know was... what. Just stop right there. That might show up to your house.
2: Okay, like a quotes a hoodie.
0: I'm same year. And I'm then gonna do what hoodie? What hoodie? Okay,
2: obviously it wasn't either of you or both of you or whatever. Mm. Jury's
1: still out. Yeah, Jerry's here. Yeah, Jerry's here.
2: Now, uh, Dan, you're a you're a Fincher man. You love your seven. You love your zodiac. You know neo noirs. How do you feel about these these older? That's kind of where I was going with the, the hard case crime thing.
0: What Your question was how I feel about, like, LA Confidential? Going,
2: going back to, you know, like a, a more true noir versus a, a neo. Is that a style you like? Do you like that time period, post-war detective stories, stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you got some great films – That Mr. Hansen did show his cast here as uh, references for this, which is in a lonely place. Uh, I think one is actually, you see it in the movie where they walk by the theater. Good place to die or something, I think it is. I can't remember. But yeah, I like this. I like this era. Right on. I like uh, 50s noir. I know Koran is. Got pretty deep into noir there for a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I need to get back to it. Started recording more of them off TCM. So
0: yeah, like ride the pink horse and shit. Mm, that's good shit.
1: Record all you can. Apparently,
2: that's <laughs> good shit. What off TCM? Yeah, TCM might be going away.
0: Oh, no. really?
2: You didn't hear, you that? hear that? That uh, I guess Zazloff, is that his name?
3: They oh, made that some guy's cuts.
2: R- He's ruining everything. Yeah, they made a bunch of cuts and shit. I, and, um, this guy fucking I'm, sucks. I, uh, pull, full disclosure, I just did the like abridged version of the story because I read the headline and, and clicked into it. But Spielberg, Scorsese, and PTA were having like an emergency call with him today as of this record. And the intent was to basically rip him a new asshole about TCM, or figure out like well, what they could do because it's one of the last sort of institutions that's protecting a lot of stuff. And there's st- like TCM has the ability to show stuff that doesn't have you know a physical release or anything yet.
0: Yeah, there's uh, a lot of shit I've seen so, off of there that you can't find. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think also I saw a headline that they're getting ready to dump a bunch of Warner Brothers properties. So I'm going to have is, a clockwork or? orange on no max. Warner discovery is trying to unload a bunch of Warner brothers properties. Oh, right. right yeah. So
0: the only thing on left is going max is going to be fucking gold rush and fucking
1: street races and last of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be something like TC, like, I'll, I'll just find random stuff on there. Hit record, watch fifteen minutes, and if you don't like it, turn it off. But yeah, it is at least like
0: stuff that is not available anywhere else. So shudder that shit, dude. I'll pay fucking five ninety nine a month for TCM. Well, they
1: I, have criteria on channel, and we did leave that Dan. So
0: <laughs> yeah, no, because they were supposed to. St- have all the TCM shit on there but they they just pick and choose yeah when it first came out they said it was going to be a the TCM library was supposed to be on there with the Criterion and I was like oh that's fucking amazing not so much
2: well even the TCM hub that was within HBO Max was still just standard selection stuff that was just technically older um I mean, it was it was a good selection, but
1: I think at this point, if TCM went away, I would personally have no point in having YouTube TV anymore. Like that's the last thing
2: like that dog beating on the door. Sorry, um, <laughs> that
1: keeping
0: off on the door or
2: beating. Uh, no, I don't think he's due for his physical.
1: He's he's trying to get ready for his three mile run. <laughs>
2: I got triggered today. I saw somebody posted a, a letterbox list called Film Bros. And it had like Tarantino, uh, Batman Begins, There Will Be Blood, Seven. And I was like, oh shit, I guess I'm a fucking film bro.
0: I wouldn't put There Will Be Blood as film bro. I think you, I think you do. No. I've talked to multiple people that are like, I never even finished that movie. It was so boring.
2: Yeah, but... You're probably talking to like born identity film bros, not, uh. Oh my God. Well, no, they wouldn't like born identity. Boy. They prefer supremacy and on when you can't see shit. All right. That's 20 minutes, dudes. I think that's enough <laughs> filler. You guys ready to get into f- this fucking
1: banger?
0: LA Confidential should be on TCM. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It would. It would work there. If they put it in like a night of noir and work up like through the years, that would, it could totally fit in with something like that.
2: It should be an ABC Sunday night movie.
1: Unedited.
2: (laughs) Unedited that people watch as a family after eating a, a pot roast. You yell at your mom to hurry up with the dishes because she's making too much noise. The movie's about to start.
0: Mm-hmm. That marijuana looked so fake.
2: That's what it looked like back... They didn't have the good mm-hmm. shit, man. They hadn't worked it out.
1: Yeah, that's just growing like along the highway. Yeah. we did had back then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. 1997. L.A. Confidential directed by Curtis Hanson. Screenplay by him and uh, Brian Hegland, based off James Elroy's novel of the same name. This is a Regency, baby. You gotta love seeing that R.
0: Los Angeles, 1953.
2: We start with our opening narration. From this, we basically hear that uh, Mickey C., the local LA gangster that was the head of organized crime—he's finally been put away for not paying his federal income tax. It's only <sighs> a matter of time, his ass, dude. Got it.
0: Got him. Got to pay your taxes.
2: Uh, Fuck that! I haven't okay. paid taxes in years. We don't get, or we try. Following a, a stern off-pod conversation, once we I sort of stopped bringing up politics, but. Have you guys seen that clip of Trump talking about the documents that he took because the boxes had, like, golf shirts in them? They had, like, <laughs> personal belongings that he needed to go through?
1: Well, I thought that I thought he was saying that's why he couldn't return them. Because he, like, couldn't be bothered to move all of his golf shirts to, like, figure out what was in each box. Mm-hmm. Fucking moron.
2: <laughs> but just the specificity of golf shirts, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Not uh, not personal uh, files and documents and maybe photos from my administration. You know, like, things that I didn't want to get lost. You could have even said, like, stuff that I want to go in the Trump library or whatever. No, fucking golf shirts.
0: I did more training from the kid that was in the Air Force that leaked all that shit. Than Trump's documents getting found at work. And he was in like the National Guard.
1: (laughs) I'm going to be so excited to visit the Trump Library because I've already heard that you can look at every hustler from the year you were born when you go there. Shit. Hell Hell yeah. yeah.
2: I just can't wait to like put my hands in the indentations of his giant hands and just feel so small.
3: Like, oh man. They're gonna have
2: Did you hear about that January sixth obstacle course outside too? That you (laughs) gotta
0: China. Why are the why
1: are the concrete handprints sweaty and they leave my hands stained orange? Why does that happen? (laughs)
2: It's a fucking. There's a Chick fil A, a McDonald's.
0: All yeah, you can it. get. That's all you it. Can get from the Coke dispenser is Diet Coke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you walk in, you're handed a fish delight. <laughs> and there's a little bit of shower, but it's not raining.
2: <laughs> he does call it a fish delight, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> fucking great. Oh fuck.
0: Four more years, dudes.
2: Uh. <laughs> Okay. The person giving this narration is Sid. Well, we'll see him again in a moment, but he ends his narration with his famous tagline of his magazine, Off the Crash record, and burn, on the QT, and very hush, hush. Oh. We start meeting our players, Officer Bud White. This is Russell Crowe. He's checking on a recent parolee who has thrown his right, uh, wife around. It's cr- fucking Christmas Eve. Guys, another movie with Russell Crowe attacking a house. Uh, He is pissed off at this parolee and specifically that he is uh, assaulting his wife. He approaches the house, pulls some uh, Christmas decorations off the roof to get the guy to come outside, beats him around, handcuffs him to the rail, gives the wife some money and, and takes off his... His partner, Bud, sitting in the backseat, just laughing, watching the whole thing. But Bud's priority is just getting booze and getting to the precinct office Christmas party.
1: Seems like Bud is already drunk at this point in the movie. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> you think he's drunk?
1: I'm yeah. Bud. He's like laying in the back, right? I mean, yeah.
2: Seems like. Oh, Bud. No, not uh, Bud's partner.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Dick yeah. The part- is. Yeah. yeah the yeah, partners. The partner. Yeah. Sorry. That's who I meant.
0: This would be our second film with both Russell Crowe and Guy Pearce, right? Yeah. Nice.
2: All right, we meet our next player. Let's just get this out of the way. Kevin Spacey's in this fucking movie. Who? Um, uh, you might what? know him as Frank.
0: Let him come back. <laughs> he did do a movie this year, or maybe last year. Maybe it's like an year.
2: Italian movie or something, right?
0: Yeah, it might show up in season two. <laughs> don't, don't.
2: Um, so, it, and it's a bummer. Okay, uh, it, it's a bummer that in the '90s and early 2000s, Kevin Spacey was in a lot of fucking good movies, and unfortunately, he's really good in them. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, in this movie, so he's uh, he's
1: good in this movie. Yeah, I mean, if we just isolate it to his performance in this movie, it's good. He's a terrible, terrible person.
2: Yes
0: good for you, you this movie i got five
2: a lot of what do you, you think uh the wig's doing 10 15 percent of the acting in this movie for him for kim basinger for spacey oh so
0: you
1: got a wig on oh no. yeah it looks fairly That's close. Pretty to Pretty thick up hair. top. That's it's, I kind of it, thought. Too. It's
2: a little. It's a little too thick. I'll call out a, a, a part particularly that I don't know if it was maybe the first sequence that they shot or what because he is he can't keep his hands off of it.
0: <laughs> he loves it.
2: All right. He plays Sergeant Jack Vincennes. He is the technical advisor for TV's hottest show, Badge of Honor. He's is uh, Rick
0: Dalton in this.
2: Probably. Well, I'd rest, rest
0: He'd probably played a
2: heavy.
1: I think his character is cool in this movie because it seems like he's at a point where he can just coast, like through the rest of his career. But he also, like, can't help but do actual police work when it comes down to it.
2: Yeah, it is an interesting character that he he wants to be in the Hollywood life but is maybe the best cop of the three. Yeah. Uh, It's
1: like he would rather just hang out on the movie or the TV show set all day long, like not even go into the office. But then through happenstance, they're like, okay, do this other thing. And he's like fucking good at his job. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) guy can't help it, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, I would hope that the reason he got that gig was because he was good before, right? And they even say, like, make a big case, move your way back up, and you'll you'll get there. You'll get back mm-hmm. to where you were. We'll get to that. So he's enjoying the production's Christmas party as well. When Danny DeVito, playing Sid Hutchins, shows up. Sid offers him some cash to help him pull a bust on some stars. This'll give some goosey goosey, some juicy gossip for his paper.
0: What a career that guy. DeVito? Yeah, I just kind of sat back and was like, This dude. Like, he's worked with great directors, like, f- phenomenal actors. Like, he's like a tiny man. Yeah. That should have never made it.
2: And he is, I don't want to say subdued, but he is, like, perfect in this. He is yeah. a perfect supporting character.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the cover is uh cracks me up because he's just, like... On Kevin Spacey's like jacket, <laughs> just like put his face. I was like what the fuck? I think he plays a pretty good like
1: sleazeball kind of character in a lot of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he s- seems like that's kind of his lane, and it works well here. All right, we'll
2: come back to Jack. We move on to our third main player, Sergeant Ed Exley.
0: Edit that out, Bones.
2: What? I burped. No, we're leaving it because I, I talked. I t- was talking. I was introducing Sergeant Ed Exley, played by Guy Pierce. He's working the desk as the watch commander at the precinct. He's getting interviewed for a story. Uh, we find out that his dad was a famous cop. The reporters asked um, that there was a report that that night a few other officers were injured in an ass- in an assault. Ed says, uh, you know, it comes with the jobs, and luckily, those officers are okay. We meet Captain Dudley Smith. He's enjoying the festivities. He tells Ed that uh, Ed was the top uh, candidate in the lieutenant's exam. Ed's pretty stoked. He's like, yeah, I think I want to go to the detective bureau. Dudley just straight up tells Ed, like, uh you would be a bad detective, dude, because you are just not capable of doing the things necessary, like planting evidence, killing suspects that you know to be guilty, um, and just generally being a badass.
0: Shooting it's, a man in the back. Yeah. yeah. He does Remem- say w- remember when, that. when you know he's guilty.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: He does um, add that caveat. So,
2: mm-hmm. And Ed basically is like, hey, you do it your way. I want to do it mine. And this, we also get the first hint of Dudley basically saying, hey, you're a great politician. You're good at playing the game, but you'd just be bad at being a detective.
0: So, I got a question. She, is he Is he doing an Irish accent the whole time? Trying. Uh, the captain? Because I didn't pick up <laughs> that until like 20 minutes of the movie left. I was like, "Huh," I didn't even hear it. I thought he was. Yes. Yeah. Just...
1: I think he kind of goes in and out of it throughout the movie. Like he didn't maybe halfway through shooting. He was like, my guy's Irish now. And they were like, fuck.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's there. He's
0: right. It was on set and he was basically telling them all about their characters for uh, Russell's character. He's like, your character doesn't drink. And during an interview, Russell Crowe was like, yeah, that was super hard for me to do because I didn't drink the whole time we were filming.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he hit Hollywood hard, right? He was famous for being a heavy drinker but showing up and being professional. Um, okay. We cut back to Bud, who was picking up the booze for the Christmas party. At a liquor store. When an absolute hottie comes in. Dudes. Vicki Vale herself. Kim Basinger. She's playing Lynn Bracken. He says hello to her. She immediately clocks him as a cop. Outside. Bud doesn't like the look of a car that's parked. Sort of perpendicular to his car. In the back. There's a cute girl with a bandage on her nose. Eyes kind of blacked. Uh, older guy sitting next to her big guy sitting up front Bud kind of introduces himself he's like hey everything going alright the girl's like I'm fine it doesn't look what it lo- or look. it's not what it looks like basically uh, big guy the driver gets out Bud just quickly slams him on the, on the fucking trunk starts padding him down pulls out a gun this guy's like I got a fucking license for that checks his uh, wallet This guy's name is Leland Meeks. He says, I used to be a cop. I go by Buzz.
1: I feel like Bud would be a drinker, though, in the reality of the movie. I don't. I feel like Ed. Not
2: after his father's story.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe that's true. I feel like Ed would be like the very straight laced guy. Because Bud does feel like a character who would, you know, I don't know, shoot a suspect in the back.
2: Yeah. But But doesn't Bud ask for a drink when he's talking to Lynn later?
0: Maybe Mm. he wants some water.
2: Maybe, maybe he makes a joke about no scotch. I don't
0: know. Oh, I thought he did
1: get a scotch at one point. The first time he goes
2: to meet her, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because she pours him one, right? Yeah, yeah. But does he drink it? Why would you?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe just to hold. He's
2: just maybe trying to calm her down. Maybe to seem cool, you know? It doesn't matter. It's later in the movie. Right now, we're just introducing everything. So, um, Lynn comes out. She vouches. She's like, thank you for caring, but it's not what it looks like. Uh, Bud's partner, Stensland, he gets out. He sort of recognizes the other guy, but then he acts like, ah, I don't really know him. Let's go. We got to get the booze of the party. So, fucking Dick just wants to get fucking hammered. So yeah, dick. now Relatable. we're back with yeah, we're with uh,
0: Jack and Sid. Hashtag that's to, my dick.
2: They're about to pull up with uh, or to do the movie premiere pot bust as they're going to call it. So there's a young couple inside this apartment not bothering anybody getting it on smoking some hash. And the whole point is Jack's going to go in and bust them. This allows Sid to snap some photos have a nice story. So this goes down while Jack's checking the place out afterwards. He clocks a business card for a place called Fleur de Lee. He pockets uh-huh. that along with the hash. Bud shows up at the party with the booze. Uh, Jack shows up with the couple that he just busted. He tries to pay Ed off as watch commander, but Ed refuses. We then get some other uniform cops. They come in with a, a group of Mexican men. Now, these cops say that uh, these are the ones that beat up the two cops that we heard about earlier. Jack jokes about hearing that these cops are messed up bad. One lost six pints of blood and the other's in a coma. Uh, and periodically, too, with the Irish accent, Dan, Jack will act like he's imitating Dudley. So he'll say, like, boyo, and like you can hear him slip in and out of the Irish like, when he's sort of basically fucking with, with Dudley. It's kind of cool. Um, Ed's like, no, no, they're they're fucking, they're fine. Like, they're at home with nothing more than bruises. Like, everybody calm the fuck down. So, inside, at the party, fucking Stenzel and just pouring, like, two full bottles into the punch. Just getting ripped. Some dude Hell comes yeah. up. He's like, Dick, did you hear about the other two cops, man? Was yeah, it Hogg? Heard-
0: it could I it was, be.
1: I think Fox. it was punch. I thought
0: it I was eggnog.
2: it could. I, it I mean, it, it would make sense to be seasonal, but I don't fuck with a nog, so I, mean, I don't
0: This I don't is a Christmas movie, so. It. Uh, yeah, You're hey, on your
2: film bro
1: Christmas list. I mean, to be fair, though, it did look like he was also dumping in one bottle of vodka and one mm-hmm. bottle of whiskey. Like, yeah. there was a brown and a clear, so, <laughs> so it sounds <laughs> like a—whatever a, he's making, it sounds like a nightmare. I mean— Yeah, you do
0: that, then you mix it in with a milk product. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah. So,
2: right after a bunch of rumors about the condition of these cops, another guy comes in and he's like, hey, those Mexicans that beat up those two cops, they got them downstairs. And it immediately turns into a mob, led by Stensland. Ed tries to calm them down, but nobody gives him any help. Also, those reporters that were there, they're still there. They're in the building, so they follow like, this mob down to holding. Um, Jack slips away and, and goes and advises Bud like, hey dude, you should probably can take care of your partner before he kills somebody. Stenlin leads the beating of these prisoners. Bud intervenes, tries to get Stenzelin to cool off, but the guy, the Mexican guy that he was beaten on like, sort of turns and starts talking shit to Bud, pisses him off. Bud starts beating the shit out of him, uh, Jack comes in to try to break it up. One of them gets blood all over Jack's suit. He takes a shot at him, turns into a fucking riot. One of the photographers snaps a photo and we cut to bloody Christmas is the headline. The chief of police, he's sitting with the DA and Dudley, and they're going to start interviewing our three heroes. So first there with Bud, he refuses to testify. He will not testify his uh, against his partner or anyone else. Um, because of this, he's suspended. He's forced to turn over his gun and his badge. Ed immediately agrees to testify. He says, Fucking these guys think, yeah, well, he says these guys think silence and integrity are the same thing. And they're like, all right, shit, Ed's going to play ball. Ed suggests that the department should not sweep this under the rug. Instead, they should force out the guys that have secured pensions and convict Stensland and White. They are the main perpetrators of this thing. Dudley agrees that Stens, uh, Stensland is a, an embarrassment to the force. He's had terrible fitness reports all through his career. And Dudley then goes on to say, like, uh, but Bud White's still a great fucking detective, and I don't think he should be convicted or thrown under the bus. Chief basically says, hey, I'll promote you if you play ball, all right? But we're going to need somebody else to testify. We need another cooperating witness. Ed recommends that they uh, get Jack to do that because he witnessed it. He even hit one of the prisoners. And Ed points out that the most important thing to Jack is his position on the show as technical advisor. You fucking dangle that out in front of him and he'll play ball. Dudley Warren. It
1: is like Ed is... At this point in the movie, like, Ed is the shittiest guy, but he's also, like, miles ahead the smartest guy in the police department. Like, he already knows how to play, like, every single angle on these guys, you know? And you think, but you think he's shitty? Well, I think the way the movie presents it at first, because he's, will like, All these, I don't know, maybe the other guys are shitty, right? Like, they are clearly in the wrong, but Ed is the one who's willing to, like, roll over on anybody. Like, he's so focused on, uh, like, justice has to work this way that he'll just, like, blow through all the people that might have his back at some point, you know? Yeah. So, I guess maybe shitty's not the right thing, but he's, like, so altruistic that... He is willing to, like, forego human relationships just to, you know, like, see justice served, I guess.
2: Yeah. And it, it's not a cool position to have, right? Mm-hmm. Bud is this fucking powerhouse who doesn't fucking suffer assholes. Yeah. Right? And is loyal to his partners. Jack is just fucking cool. G- good cop, looks out for the cops around him, but just wants to live a cool life and the the thing about ed is that he will roll over on these people like like you said and the opposite's true like you you could say silence does not mean or integrity and silence aren't the same thing but also at the same time if you have loyalty to nobody like are you going to get ahead Uh, whatever you know
1: yeah it's and it's like he's not wrong but he is an asshole
2: yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah He'd be perfect uh, internal affairs. That's so what I was going to say. I
0: was yeah. like, he will be internal affairs eventually.
2: Yeah. Um, so the, the chief says, hey, I want you to watch our, our interview with Jack. So go behind this window. But as he's walking him over there, Dudley tells Ed like, hey, man, you're not going to fucking make any friends if you keep doing this. <laughs> right. So it's. Dudley is so interesting in the beginning of this. Like, he's just so forthcoming with, like, hey, man, we shoot fucking people in the back, right? Like, <laughs> we're trying to, like, clean up our image and stuff. But, like, if you want to keep the city clean, you got to fucking play dirty.
0: And um, nothing's changed, really. I mean, no, no.
2: All right. So, Jack comes in. He's basically told that he's going to lose his position on the show. Um, and his only way back will be to snitch. Um, he'll snitch, he'll take a suspension. And then he'll take a temporary nar- uh, transfer from narcotics, which is where he's actually um, assigned currently, hence him pulling the pop bust. But he's going to go to vice for a little bit, and then he's going to have to work his way back up. This crushes Jack, but he agrees. He also eyes like the the two-way mirror, the one-way mirror, or whatever. He like knows somebody's in there. At the... Uh, at the courthouse, Jack identifies Ed, identifies Ed as the star witness, kind of calls him out for snitching and, where is she? Yeah. Getting the promotion. Uh, Ed is like, well, what about you? And Jack's is like, I'm fucking fingering two dudes that are getting their pension, who gives Whoa. a shit, and, I'm, and I'll make a great case and I'll be back where I was.
0: Fingering in 1950 means a different thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Here's your okay. here's your gold watch. Good job on your retirement. <laughs> now uh,
1: Jack's gonna finger you for a little yeah. while.
2: <laughs> yeah, and Jack's and o- this he's open went, about it. You? He's like, these guys are. I'm doing them a fucking favor. They're gonna be fishing in Oregon in two weeks. Like, I, mm-hmm. it, you think you're playing it smart, but you're the one who's gonna have a fucking target on your back. I the only thing I got to deal with is is working my way back to where I was.
0: Is fishing in Oregon a good thing or a bad thing? I guess well, it's this good is for before
2: like a before old, it got all hip and shit. So <laughs> yeah,
1: it's probably good for like an old retired cop to just set on a boat and fucking you know waste their day away.
2: <laughs>
1: all right, Bud
2: meets with Dudley at uh, some restaurant. Dudley makes him an offer. He gives him back his badge and his gun. But it's like, what the hell? Uh What about Stenzelin? Dudley's like Fucking Stensland was a terrible cop He's fucking done But you You've got fucking potential Boyo Um And I'm assigning you Something A duty That few men are fit for Um Bud Just basically agrees Hey If he's gonna be back On the force Working for the captain I'm all in We see two of Mickey C's Lieutenants Get murdered Um by assassination, Like, we see them get in their car. You think, like, oh, the car's going to blow up. And then it's kind of cool that the fucking windows just
0: blast away. These here.
2: guys are shot to shit. It's pretty cool. Yep. And then we see another one of Mickey's goons, who was, like, his drug supplier, get shot up and taken down at his house. And we see a supply of heroin get stolen.
1: Isn't there, like, another little voiceover here where DeVito is kind of, like, introducing everybody like he introduces characters just to get shot in the chest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's, it, it's helpful because you mm-hmm. don't know who the fuck these guys are and it gives you a shit ton of information in 30 seconds on each yeah. sequence. So,
1: well, it's just a, it's a cool little setup too to be like, here, I'm going to give you a bunch of backstory right before you just watch these guys, you know, catch 15 bullets. Like it's kind of a funny little touch to, to do work. To build them up just to shoot them 10 seconds later.
2: Yeah. And it's cool that it's layered that his narration is what he's printing. Mm-hmm. So this is what the people in the world would be reading. Um, all right. We see that the thing that Dudley is leading is basically a task force that basically just beats the shit out of anybody that has any tie to organized crime in L.A. or outside of L.A. Uh, This first guy they're beating the shit out of, they're like, yeah, you were hot shit on the East Coast. Stay the fuck out of L.A. And they do this by just having Bud wail on people while they're strapped to a chair out at this abandoned hotel called the Victory Hotel. We see Jack return to the vice department. Uh, This department, they're they're looking into some smut that is starting to increase in frequency throughout the area.
0: Anybody head of the hanging de- on a wall?
2: <sighs> Sadly, no.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. Probably in a California prison
0: somewhere, though. Like- yeah. <laughs> California prison. All, right, All so the walls are brown. The head of this
2: department, he's passing out some evidence. And on this, Jack notices a symbol that matches that floor de lis card. We see him... Uh, Called the number on the card, but he's immediately blown off for not being recognized.
0: And that's a pretty common used symbol, so just lucky, I'd say. Oh, okay.
2: So he calls up Sid. He says, uh, he asks him, do you know anything about Florida de Lee? Sid sort of blows this off and just asks for other juicy shit because he knows Jack is in the Vice Squad. We see Ed show up for his first day as lieutenant. Uh, Stenzlin pulls that uh, hallway bully shit where he knocks yeah. his shit out yeah. of his hand.
0: Hey guys. Hey. Hello. Hi, I'm Florida Lee. You guys called me?
2: Florida Lee?
0: Florida Lee, that's my name. I'm from Florida. I'm a Florida guy.
2: Okay. Uh, right off the bat, I'm taking it you're from Florida. Uh, any relation to uh, another famous Lee from the South?
0: Lee Harvey Oswald? He was from Florida.
1: Yeah. Okay. When, we, when people ask you about relation, they usually refer to the first name. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, is Lee, gotta... your, is, is Lee your first name?
0: No, my first name's Florida. My last name's Lee. Simple. Florida Lee. My mom was Georgia. My dad was Alabama. Okay, that makes sense. Well, he is from Alabama. I never met my father. That's
2: a is tough that situation. that what dear old Georgia told you?
0: <sighs> I had a rough childhood, I'll tell you. Are you the me. just the physical Florida-
2: manifestation of a state?
0: I'm Florida Lee. We are from Florida, Tallahassee, Sunshine. We're, have you guys ever been to Jimmy Buffett's hometown?
2: Is that Margaritaville?
0: Yeah. It could be. It's on the it's place. on the map down there. Latitude and longitude, you got to change it and you're like relaxed or something. I I hear. Okay. I, we were god awful poor I and mean, we would never go there.
2: Now, uh Florida Lee. Yeah. Apologies. I don't this isn't me booting you cuz I'd love to get to know you, but I just want to be forthcoming, right? I believe in honesty. Uh-huh. All right. Uh silence and integrity are not the same thing. I was actually saying floor. Dolly, like uh the fr- like a it's like a french little phrase
0: oh you want to talk to my sister
1: is it is her name floor
0: yeah floor. her name is floor
1: her Duh. name is floor lee yeah floor that seems unbelievable
0: like floral her name's floral but we call her floor for short oh so and
1: her sister.
2: middle name starts with a d or is D D E E.
0: it's d e e my mom wanted to be fancy you know Add that extra E. It's got a little tick above it, too. I don't know what that is. I got a tick the other day. I think the heads is still in there.
2: You're going to get Lyme disease.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I don't eat red meat anyway. A lot of alligator, shrimp,
2: anything we catch. would alligator be seafood or is it white meat?
0: Either way. I mean, y'all ever ate a a Mamenta tea before?
1: Oh, how you boys doing? (laughs) Who's this? Holy shit. You got a question about the gator meat? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Florida Lee, this is
2: uh, Cajun Cron.
1: How? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine.
2: Little lady. I don't know. I'm confused. Spend any time in Florida? I'm still confused too. (laughs) A lot of backstory with this character, and I'm still confused. Sorry, Cajun Kron. So uh, maybe you can help me out. Yes, I did ask. Let's just put a, a – a, let's just knock this one out. Gator meat. Delicious. Would it, would it be – okay, cool. Say, so, hey, that's something you guys share right off the bat, right? I'm sure, Cajun Kron, you love the gator meat.
1: Oh, I eat gator every day.
2: Okay. Um, gator meat would not be red meat, right? Could you classify
1: it as seafood? It's more of a pink or it, meat kind okay. of a, a pinkish sludge. A slurry. Okay,
2: like like chicken McNugget filling?
1: There's like a there's like a light part and a dark part and then a, a It's how you cook it, really. The, the darkest part of the
2: game. Okay. All right. Florida, what's your preferred method of cooking a crocodile? I like to,
0: I like to do deep smoke.
2: I'm sorry, alligator. Jesus Christ.
0: Either one is delicious. So you,
2: you smoke it? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's either one's
2: delicious. Gator boil? No gator boil?
0: Yeah, you throw some shrimps in there. It's it's fantastic.
2: You I hope you're not planning meat? on- Are you doing double meat?
0: Don't go to Disney. You're not allowed to do that anymore here. We want them out. Didn't- like, The aren't mouse- there, Aren't there killer
2: out. alligators-
0: Get out, now. At mouse. Disney?
2: Haven't
1: they eaten some people? Well, oh, that park is sick with gator.
2: <laughs> what do you think the most dangerous thing at Disney is, though? Is it the gator? People. Is it is it the high prices? The underground tunnel. There's an What's underground that? tunnel? Oh.
0: I was there multiple times as a child. I never is knew it, about
2: that. Is it like for the employees?
0: The only time I left the swamp,
1: I had both my feet broken in the underground tunnel of oh, Walt Disney World. Jesus. Damn, holy, dude. Were you, were you cut sheep? Holy,
0: holy Ron DeSantis.
2: Oh, how do you feel about your boy Ron DeSantis? Is
0: 2024. A- I already got my vote.
2: No, you, you guys already voted? No, not
0: voting. No, not well, when October comes, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I was going to say, you can't count mail-in votes anymore. Your side doesn't consider those valid votes. So,
0: yeah, I'm an independent.
2: Uh, hey, uh, say no more.
0: Whatever is going to keep God in our schools. If, if one thing can tell me, for.
2: if one thing about a person can make my eyes fucking roll into the back of my head, it's I'm an independent. Um, Cajun Cron, how do you vote? Oh, I do not vote. Okay, that seems seems fair. Now, Probably. how do you how do you elect people in your uh,
1: tribe? Oh, uh, we usually do like a, a fight, just
0: a fight. <laughs> There's a fight down the street the other night. Yeah. Hey, I got somebody's knocking on. Well, my whoever door. won is your new
2: leader, F- Florida. I don't. Want, I don't want you to feel pushed away. I want you to be welcome. With uh...
0: I think somebody's knocking. I sell stuff, so you know. A lot of people come in and out of my house. What do you sell? Just, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here. Well, I don't can, want Holy well, Ron DeSantos to come after me. Shit. I just say I'm voting for him. I just, I'm not going to do that. I don't vote. I never voted. I'm a, I'm a criminal. I don't vote. I can't vote. What'd you do, Florida? Let's just say I went into business with the guy that owned a shoe store. And it didn't work out on my end. Wow. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I've been looking for that cocksucking motherfucker (laughs) for a long time.
1: That is perhaps an allusion to one too many characters to manage. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm certainly not
2: the man for the job here to, to juggle all of this. Um c- look,
0: you can keep on knocking, but you can't come in.
2: Florida, are you referring to uh and I'll bleep this name if it's not um a gentleman like, named can you, Nate. can you
0: bleep the uh, C S word that I said earlier? I didn't mean that. I just get angry sometimes. Nah, but he mark, is a mark. motherfucker.
2: Are you talking about Nate Hands?
0: Do not mention that name in front of me ever again. So that's who it was. Cajun do you know, Cron. Do you know the whereabouts do you know of Nate this Hands? man?
1: Oh, he is a a dastardly dog.
0: A dastardly bastard, I'll tell you that much. Oh my god, I didn't Cajun Crown, did he fuck your girlfriend too? He's been he's been stealing feet from the swamp for years.
2: Just a bunch of feetless gators? Mm-hmm. Just
0: Oh, well, he's in the Sw- gator feet
1: too? Swimming in oh. circles, looking fucking stupid as hell. I'll
2: I'll tell you this. About Nate Hans, the rule is feed his feet. Okay, doesn't matter. I've tried to I've tried to trick him every time he comes on. Feed his feet. This guy can't be stopped.
0: Disgusting fucking bastard!
2: I think you guys should fucking join forces.
0: You know what, Mm -hmm. Cajun Crown Facetime me.
2: I do not want to meet too.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? I'll I'll come up there. It's Louisiana, you said. You could contact me through a
1: whole board.
0: I got that too. Okay. All right. I gotta go. Florida Lee is coming out. There's somebody knocking. <laughs> Florida Lee, check,
2: up your a storm. check your door. Check your door. I'm going to warn you right now. I'm going to say Florida Lee later.
0: I, I won't come in. I promise. I got this to deal with. She's. You're
2: welcome. whenever. If you're not. If you're not selling, you know. Whatever I you're selling, okay. I do
0: a little bit of you know the hush hush hash hash, and then uh, you know whatever exotic on the, on the Q-T, animals. T,
2: huh? Okay, well thanks on for the, stopping by.
0: Quentin Tarantino, is this a movie podcast? By the way,
2: yeah, it is. Oh,
0: well, I'll let you know right now. Pain and Game, my favorite movie.
2: Hey, I'll take it. Hey, uh, I think that was also was, on that uh, film bro list I saw. Um, it was
0: wonderful to meet thanks, y'all.
2: Yeah, thanks for stopping by, Florida Lee. I also uh, got to get Cajun Cron out of here. My buddies are not going to believe this. They both went to the bathroom.
0: They're I'm sure they're wonderful men this. as well. This is well. fucking wild. And if cool. y'all ever come down to Florida, just let me know. You can stay with me. Okay. Well, etouffee, I
1: etouffee Bones. It. Etouffee Cajun oh, Cron. Etouffee, etouffee. Etouffee. Dudes. A
0: man, with some class. You guys back? I'm back. Oh my god, <sighs> I had a piss.
2: You're not gonna believe this, Dan. You peed a lot. We got a new, we got a new buddy that came by, Florida Lee.
0: What the fuck?
2: This you are gonna you're, you're not gonna believe this that? when you listen back to this, Cron. I, th- I guess you got bothered by Florida Lee, maybe politics or something. You yeah, left, yep. and fucking Cajun Cron popped in. Damn. Yeah. Unheard of on the
0: show. Unheard of. Two guests at once. Yeah. Was Cajun Cron nice like he always is? I mean...
2: He was quite civil, actually. I think he was... He, he popped in. I think he got... His, his gator radar went off.
1: Um, his his gator, if you will?
3: <laughs> I do not want to say it.
1: <laughs> I knew it could go both yeah, ways. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I mean, do you, what, what else
0: could you call it?
2: It was right there, yeah.
0: <laughs> and how is this Florida lead,
2: dude? A lot, a lot of backstory. A lot to dig through there. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. All right, so Ed shows up for his first day. Uh, he gets bullied by Stenzland who's getting the official boot. Uh, down in the parking garage, Stensland... Uh, tells Bud that he's got a hot date
0: and uh, he
2: offers to take Bud out later. It's 2 a.m. and Ed's left alone.
0: It is here too, yes.
2: All right. Ed is uh, bothered by the clock being a few minutes off. He goes to uh, make a slight adjustment and he gets a call. Homicide. The night owl coffee shop. That's mine, he says. He takes the call. Ed arrives on the scene and finds an absolute massacre. We got a cook shot, blood all over the walls and the floor. A trail of blood leads to the bathroom where multiple bodies are piled and riddled with shotgun blasts. The captain shows up. There's a guy
0: with two fake hands to stop all this.
2: Yep. What? Certainly could have put that fire out.
1: We Oh, fucking! <laughs> he couldn't have forgot, huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he couldn't have stopped that. He could have just, I don't know, paused a gas leak in the building. <laughs>
2: All right, the captain shows up. He takes over the case. Ed kind of argues this, but again, Dudley just does not fucking think Ed has what it takes. So he he's he's number one in charge. Um, They identify one of the bodies is Dick Stensland. At the morgue, Bud runs in to see, uh, to see Stensland's body. And while he's running in, we hear one of the techs say, when I first saw her, I thought it was Rita Hayworth. Ed's there. He fills Bud in on what they think happened. Stick up gone wrong. Guys with shotguns. One of the victims of the shooting is being identified by the mother. And let me tell you, what a casting choice on old Mrs. Lefferts here. Um, It's so odd, but so good. So this poor woman's having to identify um, her daughter. She says, kind of looks like my daughter, but she was a redhead. This girl's a blonde. And her face doesn't look quite right. They ask if she has any other characteristics. And she says, yeah, she's got a birthmark on her hip. They uncover the body. Sure enough, she's got that birthmark. The mother says that she hasn't seen her daughter since before Christmas. They had a fight because the mother didn't like the girl's new boyfriend. Bud recognizes the girl as the one with the nose bandage on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, they show it to you. It's like fucking superimposed in the frame but I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Captain Smith, he's given a briefing. He says that they have a hot tip, which involves some African American juveniles having been witnessed discharge, discharging shotguns in Griffith park, a park ranger. Go. I had
1: to go to the doctor for a hot tip one time. I had to go <sighs> for a discharge.
2: Was it mm-hmm. wait? Okay. Sorry. Cron, I'll come back. Was it that you were discharging or you were unable to discharge?
0: Discharged had to go about the discharge, and then it wasn't much, so I got discharged.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Crunt hot tip: uh, friction,
0: chlamydia. Too
2: close. Okay. <laughs> you ever had a, a chlamydia test?
0: It's gonna say self-impose, but you answered that. What is? Have you had a chlamydia test?
2: No.
1: I had Is a, it just a blood test? I had a gamut one time where like... Or did they plunge I, it? I thought there was something fucked up with my kidney. Because I was like, I'm pissing like every 15 minutes. And the doctor was like, like, we should test you for STDs. And I was like... It's not possible right now, dude. I've been fucking. Uh, He was like, "No, we should test," and I was like, "They're all gonna come back negative, dude." It's not that. I promise you, it's not that. (laughs) I would love for it to be that. He
2: was just thinking you're modest. He's Mm -hmm. like a hog like this. No way you were fucking.
1: But I was. I mean, he he like talked me into the test. Was like (laughs) had to pay a fucking huge bill. It was like, this shit was not worth it. Cleared up in like a day. (laughs) I don't You know? Probably just a kidney infection. Yeah, it was probably just some little fucking illness or something. I don't know what it was, but it didn't last but like a day.
2: So I should go that, I mean, I pee every 15 minutes. It's an absolute miracle that I make it through this podcast.
1: I don't know what it was. Huh. But it like stung too. I think that's why he wanted to do. ST okay. checks yeah because it like it would hurt when i pissed yeah and the only thing they found was like they did say there was trace blood in my urine this was like a while ago so
2: did they think it was a kidney stone at all because when i had my kidney stone i felt like i was peeing even more which they yeah. said is your body trying to force it out but
1: well he was like if all this shit comes back negative he was like it's a, He was like it could be a kidney stone so
2: damn trying to shame
1: you first
0: yeah. Damn,
2: dirty boy. All right. Along I with a this, had a kidney
0: infection, and the guy put the finger in my ass.
2: That wasn't a doctor, though. No, that was it was some a dude doctor. at the bar. That,
0: that's a true story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, buddy, your kidneys are all. I'll if your kidneys. I, infected, fucking,
0: I fucking help you out, dude. It was in. Uh, a purple glove I remember that and yeah I've had another man I've had another man's finger in my ass in a non-sexual way for now cool you guys never had another man's finger in your ass?
1: Nope they didn't do that for all the shit I did they just gave me every test and charged me for it Oh, they
2: well, that one they would have done for Church. free,
1: Cron. <laughs> Some will. <laughs> no, it's a sore throat, Doc. Pull your pants <laughs> down, Dan.
0: Now I just go in there with my pants I'm down.
2: So close to telling a story, but I'm I'm not. We got to move on. You should. And it's it's too it's too good of a story, but we'll save it for another day. All right. Uh, along with this hot tip about the guy sh- uh, shooting shotguns. Uh, a park ranger identified that a late 40s Mercury coupe was also at the scene. And this is pretty close to the one that was identified outside the Night Owl. Jack says he knows a guy, um, a guy that knows basically everything that goes on like south of Jefferson, I think he says, like in that neighborhood.
0: Yeah, I know and, a guy that went south too. Fuck. Yeah, your doctor that <laughs> stuck
1: his finger up your ass.
2: I thought you were going to say Kings of Leon, didn't they go south?
0: Kings of Leon who can't perform in St. Louis because the pigeons shit on them.
2: I'd be fucking pissed too.
0: Clean your city up. I'm trying to think of another song that they sing besides Sex on Fire.
2: Closer. You can Arizona
0: be Camaro.
2: To God. Man I fucking rocked out to uh 9 inch nails our live album. What is it? What could have been or something like that. Today while I was busting concrete, it was fucking dope as hell, dude. <laughs>
0: Why are you busting, busting on concrete?
2: What? You were busting
0: what? on concrete?
2: Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I fucking I took out some tape. I marked some chalk lines. I'm just training. Hey, you
1: can't do that even if you wear a hard hat, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I got
0: steel toes I got the vest
2: on, though. (laughs) You know I'm here. Hi, Viz, baby. Uh, No, I'm clearing out an old driveway, so whenever I got time, I go out there and swing my sledge. I'll send you guys a
0: picture. Pretty fucking badass. (laughs) Dude, send us a video.
2: Okay. All right. So Ed tags along with Jack. He's like, I'll take these odds that you know somebody and that, because Jack says, like, 50 50, this guy gives me a better lead than what we've got going on. So Bud goes to the liquor store where he went on Christmas Eve. He wants to know uh, the address and name of Lynn, basically. Like we said, he recognized that uh, murder victim. This leads him to Pierce Patchett. This was the gentleman that was in the car next to Susan. That's the murder victim's name on Christmas Eve. Uh, Pierce Patchett, who I'll refer to as PP throughout the rest of my notes. uh, He says he doesn't know Stenzlin, but he did know Susan Lefferts. Bud notices that uh, Buzz, this is going to get fucking confusing. Buzz is no longer PP's bodyguard. And he's like, what happened to Buzz? He's like, eh, it didn't work out. Um, PP throughout this doesn't really act phase. And he's like, I can tell you're working this case. So you won't really give a shit about some other stuff. So what I'll tell you is I deal in girls. And I deal in girls that look like movie stars. Occasionally, we have to have them get some plastic surgery. And that's what you saw with Susan. She had just had some work done. But that's all I really do. And quite honestly, I'm not going to talk to you without a lawyer. So he fucks off, Uh, but not before mentioning that he would give Bud a reward for finding Susan's killer. And he says, whatever you desire, which is the Florida Lee little tag. Pause for Florida Lee entrance. Nope, not going to happen. All right. So Lynn is entertaining a John when she gets a call. She, she tries to boot the John, um, before Bud shows up, but uh, he kind of gives Bud some shit, and Bud calls him out like, get the fuck out of here before I call your wife. Uh, and also recognizes this guy as a city councilman. Uh, mm-hmm. Once he calls him out, the guy like grabs his shit and takes off. So, Patchett was the one that called Lynn uh, to warn that Bud was coming. She offers Bud a drink, and she tells Bud that she really wasn't a friend of Sue. They just worked together. And she admits, like, I recognize you from Christmas Eve. They hit it off a little bit. They're, conf- you know, they're. She's like trying to woo him, and like, hey, is there something else I could do for you? And Bud's just like, don't ever fucking try to bribe me again. Like, <laughs> real fucking Batman right out the gate. But he can't resist, man. They start to flirt a little bit. Um, she says, you know, you're like the first guy I've talked to in years that doesn't say that I look like Veronica Lake and he's like fuck that you look better than Veronica Lake which is like a little rude to Veronica Lake right?
1: yeah but a good ass line dude yeah
0: (laughs) you'd look better drowned in a lake nope that's not not it oh
2: Um, when I was in college (laughs) I was at a friend of a friend's sort of dorm we were kind of hanging out I think this was the Friends series finale like somebody was like showing it in their dorm room
0: a lot of friends going on in here
2: yeah Mm -hmm. anyway I'm sitting down and this girl goes you kind of look like somebody I was like somebody you know she's like no like an actor I was like okay that's cool and she's like who is the guy and she lists some stuff off and I'm like oh, you're talking about the actor, Josh Lucas. I'm like, I don't really look like him, but I know who you're talking about. And somebody pulls up their computer, pulls up Josh Lucas, and she's like, that's it. But he's, like, hot. (laughs) So, anyway, I watched the rest of the Friends season finale and then left.
1: When someone was like, uh, hey, let me pull up my computer. Did you – did the – Dial up tones start going on.
2: Uh, we, this was, this was when I transitioned because I had dial up at my house, and then when I went to college, we actually had like Ethernet. DSL. So yeah, it was substantial. It was lightning fast by comparison. So, Josh Lucas's face came up instantly. Wow! And my heart was broken even faster. She wasn't that great, and- Logan either, but.
0: You've hated him ever since.
2: Just to say, you look like Josh Lucas, but he's hot. Uh, little, yeah, I was gonna. Rude.
1: I was gonna say, did you throw out like another topical reference, like a? But something equally is hurting. Like you look like the Taco Bell dog, or something.
2: No, I I I can't stand confrontation. Um, also, I mean, I should have said something like, yeah, I could fucking do Home Depot commercials. Yeah, I could be a fucking shitty ex-husband. Yeah, I could be a fucking shitty dude in Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah, I could do all this.
0: I was going to say, I'm trying to think of... But I'm not. I know there's one movie that he's in that nobody's ever seen, but... I think he's uh,
2: in Hulk, the Ang Lee Hulk.
0: Is he like the government guy?
2: I don't think he's the... I don't... I think he was uh, love interest of his love interest or something. I think he's one of the first, like, you won't like me when I'm angry sort of people. Mm -hmm. Somebody else in that movie, but I don't want to say their name. We've had two guests already. All right.
0: Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. No.
2: Jack and Ed show up to a boxer's house. Um, they sweat him for some info this is the guy that Jack knows that that knows what's going on in the neighborhood a little back and forth Jack's like hey if you give me some information maybe I can help out and get your brother's sentence reduced because he's locked up the guy's like you know what I'll fucking play ball because the guy's a piece of shit I know of a guy named Sugar Ray Collins he drives a maroon Mercury coupe and he's known to kill dogs dude is straight trash so Jack and Ed they go to where Sugar Ray lives when they show up, they find that two other cops are already on the scene. These two cops have found the coop already in the garage. Inside the coop, there's some shotguns, some shells, some cash. They kind of conflict over who's going to take the call or whose bust it is, but Ed orders them like, hey, I'm ranking officer. We're all going in together. They go in as a team.
1: I feel like all this stuff is so conveniently placed. Like, if you were a real cop, you should be like, This is a fucking frame like Mm -hmm. this. No way, it's this easy.
2: It's it's so expertly staged. Mm -hmm. The way like two are sort of crossing each other, and then there's one kind of leaning up against the chair or the the back seat. Mm -hmm. All right, so they breach the apartment. Ed has to stop the two trigger happy cops from shooting the shit out of the suspects. So these three black men, they're arrested. They're taken to the station for questioning. Ed is going to be the lead investigator questioner here. Dudley tells Ed that the shotgun riflings match the night owl shootings. Ed begins his interrogation. This is a fucking great scene and I'm not going to do it justice. So he starts with Sugar Ray. Now, Kron, we mentioned before record, we were talking about Seinfeld. Do you recognize Sugar Ray? I didn't. Uh he's John Paul, oh shit, yeah, my all time favorite Seinfeld episode.
1: the guy who's like the runner and they yeah, the fuck marathon up his, runner,
2: his alarm yeah, who's who missed the Olympics because yeah. he slept in, yeah all right um so Ed starts to put the moves on in this interrogation. he's questioning um so I'll try to set this up so. Each of the guys are in different interrogation rooms, but the rooms are connected with, um, like, speakers. Like a, yeah, like, like an intercom system. In, intercom is a perfect word, Cron. Yeah. So there's, like, little switches <laughs> underneath the table. So he will be asking a question, and once he kind of gets a answer that he kind of wants one of the other people to hear, he'll hit this switch, and it'll pop on the intercom in that other guy's room. So there's a lot of homophobia in this. They're basically saying like, "Didn't you go to this camp with the with this other guy? And we heard that you took it up the ass and do all this other stuff. And he would, and then the perp would then say like, "No, nah, fuck that. That was the other dude that would take it up the ass." Yeah, I and already covered
0: that. Cut. Let it go, guys. Shit.
2: <laughs> so and he was so a that doctor. Would, that would be when he would hit the switch. So the other guy would hear like, "He's the one who takes it up the ass, not me." Blah blah blah. And the guy's openly admitting, like, I'll fucking shoot dogs. Dogs ain't got no reason to live. Hell uh, yeah. They get the name of the guy that they get their drugs from. One of the guys pisses himself. They don't <laughs> even really talk to him. Like, all they say to him is, like, uh, why'd, you sh- why'd you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And this guy says, um, I just wanted to pop my cherry. I didn't kill anybody. And what they start to realize is... These guys may not have done the shooting, but they've definitely kidnapped somebody and have been raping them over the past few days. So, Ed sort of changes course and starts to investigate this. Bud is watching the whole thing. We see him start to, like, break a chair and get pissed. So, Ed busts in on the last perp, starts asking about the girl. The guy doesn't want to say shit. Bud runs in, pulls fucking Russian roulette with his revolver on the guy. Dudley just lets Bud go. Uh, they finally get an address and they fucking take off. So they show up to this house um, where the girl is being held and it's it's pretty rough. It's as tasteful as they can show it, but it's it's pretty, pretty brutal. The D- Dudley lets Bud run in first. So Bud runs in. he sees the girl tied up. She kind of motions with her eyes that there is somebody else here. Bud sneaks up on the guy. It's some idiot watching TV, eating cereal. Bud doesn't even wait or hesitate, just fucking shoots this dude in his seat. It's fucking
1: a cool scene. Yeah, he just Bud, like, yeah. just shoots him. The guy just looks at him, and he's like, like that's it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Bud plants a gun on him, but not before shooting it, uh, shooting around into the wall. Uh, he comforts the girl, unties her, covers her up. Ed comes in. He's like pretty fucking convenient guy eating cereal and he's got a fucking gun on him. Uh, so they're taking the girl away in ambulance, actually tries to interview her. And Bud's like, no, fucking let her go. Quit trying to be super cop for a second. They egg each other on for a little bit. Ed brings up uh, Stensland. The whole department has to hold Bud back. And Dudley's basically like, uh, maybe you don't fuck with him. Over the radio, we hear that the night owl suspects have escaped. Back at the station, some cops mentioned that the girl made her statement, and she claims that the three guys left around midnight, which would have been enough time to be at the night owl around 1, which is when they project the the massacre took place. So Ed follows up with the stenographer. He wants to know about the name of the drug supplier that one of the guys mentioned in the interrogation. They get this uh, name, and they get the address. Ed gets back up from one, uh, one other guy, and they head to the apartment. Ed heads in with a shotgun, the other guy with him. They find the guys kind of hold up with this other guy named Roland. They have him at gunpoint. One of the guys goes to raise their hands, like to sort of submit. When they do, they knock a beer bottle off the table, and all shit goes fucking loose. So they shoot two of them. One of the guys shoots Ed's backup. Ed shoots that guy. Um, Sugar Ray is the one that takes off They got to run through a few apartments They run through a hallway Sugar Ray pushes some people out of an elevator Just gets in Ed takes off behind him Gets to the elevator right as the doors are about to close Sticks his shotgun in the crack And just blows Sugar Ray away And we take our first pee break Shotgun Ed He's greeted as a hero He's awarded a medal of valor Jack is allowed to return The badge of honor, man Hell yeah, he's greeted like a hero too On the production We see Bud watching Lynn We see the councilman that was with Lynn Earlier uh, Get blackmailed He changes his vote on something That something will uh, turn out to be A new freeway project Bud and Dudley, they are... uh,
1: This is why your traffic's all fucked up, L.A. (laughs) Because this (laughs) didn't go through.
2: All right, so uh, Bud and Dudley, they are beating the shit out of somebody at the Victory Hotel. Bud's starting to uh, feel a little different, though. He's starting to feel a little guilt or something. He goes and splashes some water on his face, and he, he takes off. He heads to see Lynn... Um, Lynn's like, I was waiting for you to come back. And, uh, he just gives in. She takes him into her inner sanctum, her real bedroom inside of the house, not just her fuck pad.
0: To Poundtown? Oh, yeah.
2: He gets to Poundtown in the real bedroom with the Arizona embroidered pillows and the, you know, looks like a real, a real lady's room.
0: Is this... Before Batman Returns or after Batman Returns?
2: Well, she was in Batman, not Batman Returns. But Oh, shit. That's right. That's
0: Nicole Kidman.
2: No, she was in Batman Forever. (sighs) Michelle Pfeiffer was the love interest in Batman Returns.
3: Hmm.
1: Looking hot as hell in that Catwoman suit, dude.
0: (laughs) The best Batman? Batman Returns?
1: No. Say I think I like eighty nine over returns.
0: You think that's the best Batman movie? Yeah, out
1: of all of them, it's probably the one I would watch like first.
2: It seems like a pretty subjective question, though, Dan. Right? I mean, there's so many at this point.
0: Is that your answer? I,
2: I can't I... answer the fucking question. It's.
1: I guess, like, if you just said best. I I would guess Dark Knight would be the best. But what would I rather? I would rather watch Returns and 89 over all the Nolans.
0: I think I'm going The Batman and then Batman Returns. And then maybe 89. And then Dark Knight.
2: I mean, the Flash is more of a Batman movie than Batman Returns is.
0: Well, that's the only reason people are showing up. Yeah, that's why I went.
1: Bones, we all said our best. What's yours? I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, I. Batman eighty nine and Batman Begins they held the top spot forever. I can see why people would say the Dark Knight might be the best. If you just say, like, best movie, yeah. But every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this is fucking great. And then I have problems with it. Stuff, like, stands out every time you watch it. Or I'll watch Batman, or, uh, you know, Batman Forever. You know, it's sort of a joke, but I fucking love the pageantry of it. I love the fantasism of it. Um, the Batman is just... It's just, it's better every time I, wa- I mean, I watched it 10 times now and it's just, it gets so fucking good. Like the, just the core of the character, I think is the best in that, you know, I think I relate to the emo Batman a hell of a lot more than a lot so of the good. other versions, it's, you know?
0: There's a part in the movie where he comes out of like the club and you can see like the Riddler, like in the window, like watching. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. That movie didn't do it for me,
1: guys. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's fine. I would I'd rather watch 89. 89, 89 is, is 89 fucking is great. The perfect blend of cool Batman plus feels like an actual comic book. Like it still has a foot in it's kind of entertaining. You know? It's fun. Yeah.
2: I know you guys won't see the Flash or you might catch it, I guess, maybe when you're flipping through FX in 10 years or something. But it's...
0: Not once TCM goes, we're not going to yeah. have TV.
2: And it's not a spoiler that Michael Keaton's Batman return or, yeah, returns as gotcha. a character in the movie. Um, but the Elfman score kicking in when they show the Batcave and you get that aesthetic, it you realize like how how they fucking nailed it in Batman 89 and that is, aesthetic I don't think will ever be matched but there's just stuff in the Batman I I I will say this now the Batman suit is the best suit is my favorite suit like hands down I was so stoked to see a gray and blue in the Flash and then the cowl, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Who approved this shit? Um, and then every time I watch The Dark Knight now, I'm like, this fucking, he looks like a Pez dispenser. A <laughs> giant fucking motorcycle helmet and that little suit, it he doesn't look intimidating or anything, you know? Um, yeah, so say what you will about Batman 89, where he can't turn his head, but at least he looks like a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. But... Pattinson is just so fucking good, man. He might be the best Batman. I like. We'll see what the next one does. I'll be there, fucking opening day. I'll see it twice. I. I hope fucking, they don't change the. It's dude. fucking good. It's the best fucking Batmobile. It's the best fucking chase. Don't update best this. Batmobile might be a stretch because, like you said, Cron, the first one is such like a comic book.
1: I think it. To me, it also just comes down to like what is ingrained in my memory the most from childhood and it's 89 in returns so it's like yeah it's hard to say this is the thing that defines batman for me and something else is better than that you know what i mean it's like oh those are yeah. the, the definitive movies in my opinion so it's just hard to beat them because how do you beat the thing that defined it for you
2: a hundred percent dude i mean the animated series and Batman '89 are so ingrained to me. They're like Kraft macaroni and cheese, you know. And then a few years ago, when my wife made me, uh, I always butcher the name, "Cecchiala Pepe," whatever that is. Like fucking real, just pure Italian noodles and cheese. I was like, wh- I was, my mind was fucking blown, you know. And I've had that. I've, and I'm lucky. I fucking love Batman, and they, they just keep fucking pumping the movies out. And for the most part, they've all been pretty good. So that core memory is still there, but I still get to enjoy and I get to grow with it. All right, back to L.A. Confidential. Jesus Christ. Guys, season two. And guys, you, you hit- can
0: also find Bones on the new episode of Nerds, Geeks, and the Kitchen Sink talking about The Flash. So go check that out. hmm
2: Yeah, you can also check out the uh, – I had a lot of fun doing that trailer reaction video to Craven. It was it was really hard not to keep telling him to pause. I was like, That right, should be
0: a part of the show.
2: This isn't your show. They do. They've been getting better at. It. All right. Love it, guess. Yeah. So Bud and Lynn, they bone in the uh, in the real bedroom, as we Fuck call
0: it. Fuck yeah, dude. Yep.
2: All right, we see Jack. He's at a campaign event that's being held at the set of Badge of Honor. Sid approaches him and he's got another play. Turns out that the DA, Lowe, who we saw in the uh, Bloody Christmas interrogation, uh, along with the chief, turns out that this DA is a closet homosexual. And Sid is trying to set him up to bust him. Now, he is paid $100 to a guy named Matt. And Matt happens to be the guy who was busted in the movie premiere Pop Bust on Christmas Eve. Uh Oh, so,
0: right on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: so, because since that bust, he's like unemployed, not hireable, um, and willing to just make a buck, apparently. So, mm-hmm. Sid introduces him, and Matt's like, Hey, haven't I fucking? You look familiar. Have we met? Jack kind of laughs, Yeah. And Matt thinks, Oh, was it a Florida Lee party or something? Jack's like, okay, tell me more. Matt drops uh, Pierce Patchett's name. I dig him, but he scares me too. Now, the plan is this guy's going to seduce the DA and then he's going to take him back to the Hollywood Center Hotel, room 203. And at midnight, Jack and Sid, they're going to bust in and catch low and this guy getting it on. Now, before then, Jack asked Sid a little bit about Pierce Patchett. And Sid says, uh, I know what everybody knows. He's rich. He just invested in freeway construction. And Sid says, uh, Patchett isn't gay or red, so he can't help me in my fucking quest for sleaze. We see Bud and Lynn taking in a movie, having a fun. Jack is just drinking alone in a bar. He's starting to feel guilty. He's looking at that 50 bucks in his hand. Fucking brutal. So... He leaves that as a tip when he it's takes exactly off. exactly
0: what I look like at a bar by myself.
1: <laughs> Do you have a lot of experience? <laughs>
0: I <laughs> have the 50 load? bucks, and the guy's like, hey, you're bleeding. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine.
2: <laughs> is that a hidden reference? <laughs> yes, it is. With your bag full of guns?
1: <laughs> Blaring a... California punk music on your boombox.
2: Alright, so Jack decides he's going to head to the hotel early and try to stop this embarrassment. But when he gets there, sadly, he finds Matt dead on the floor, his neck slashed. Ed is helping that rape victim get released from the hospital. He's pushing her wheelchair and she happens to say that she doesn't really know what time those guys left. And she admits to lying. She's like, who was going to care about a poor Mexican girl that got raped? Like, the only reason you guys got justice for me is because you thought that they also killed those people at the Night Owl. We see uh, Bud and Lynn in bed. She's talking about her hometown of Bisbee, Arizona. Cute little line here where she says, you know, I'm going to move back there one day and open a dress shop. The girls at Bisbee deserve a little glamour. They do. Bud starts to go on about... um, Fucking train wrecks in Bisbee, dude.
0: (laughs) A bunch Uh, of butter faces. Mm -hmm. uh,
2: Bud opens up about why he's so defensive of women. And he tells the story of his father basically killing his mother in front of him.
1: Even the women work the oil fields in Bisbee. (laughs) Um, Hardy women. This is
2: real sad to talk about now. Um, so, Bud well, was tied to a radiator for three days. Mary,
0: you only wore a dress three times and we got three kids. You know what happened.
2: But uh, Bud doesn't even know why he wants to be a cop anymore. She says, was it because you wanted to, like, get some justice for your mother? He's like, I I, I don't know. All I'm doing right now is just, like, strong-arming people. But he's he wishes he could do more, work actual cases. And he knows that something's up with the night owl.
0: Be a better person, bud. He's trying.
2: (laughs) She's going to push him right here. Because he says, uh, I don't think that the guys that Ed shot were the ones that pulled the night owl. But I just don't feel confident in my own intelligence. And she says, you're fucking smart, bud. Get out there. Okay, you can do it. He's like, fuck yeah. I'm going to do it. So he shows up at the morgue. And he asks the uh, the main tech there about the night owl. And the tech points out that the case files are still hanging around. Bud starts to look through, and he realizes that Stensland's blood is on the wall. And he asks about that. And while he's looking through, he realizes that the photo captured another mug at the table that Stensland was sitting at with lipstick on it.
1: I What the fuck? I do like in this movie that the, I don't know you call them. Morgue more tech, mortician, but...
2: I just call him Morgue tech, yeah. This,
1: this guy is, like, the <laughs> driving element of the plot in, like, two or three scenes where... But he's also, like, exacerbated of, like, all the files are over there, like, go fucking yeah. look at them. Why won't you look. guys fucking yeah. clean this shit up? Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I'm busy as hell. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. He's, like, always got three or four dead bodies that he's, like, trying to process and... Yeah, all these fucking detectives keep showing yeah. up to ask him useless questions.
2: He is cool with Jack later, though. He's like, "Hey, badge of honor, just the facts <laughs> and shit." Like, <laughs> and Jack doesn't really suffer it. But all right, so uh, this was Lefferts Sue's Lefferts lipstick, maybe on that mug. So Bud goes to Lefferts' mother's house, and the old lady identifies Stensland as Sue's boyfriend. She also mentions that her neighbor told her that one day when she wasn't home, Susan, her boyfriend, and another man, they were there. The neighbor said they heard she heard a ruckus. So Butt asks about the ruckus while the old lady keeps looking at this door. And the bottom of the door is kind of blocked by a towel. And this is suspicious to him. She's like, Don't go in there, don't go in there. He runs in and gets you a smoke, fucking awful.
0: You smoke weed in this dorm room? <laughs> is that what that's for? Tonight's to, your last night, old lady.
2: supposed to exhale through some dryer sheets, you yeah. idiot. All right. So the lady's like, I think something died underneath the house. Like, I'm sorry. You guys
0: know I had to take the dryer apart yesterday to get a rock out of it. I saw that. Yeah. Have kids, they say.
2: At least your dryer rock and rolls, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It, if it would have got turned on, it would have fucked that whole thing
2: up. Have you ever seen that shit where people throw like a brick in them?
1: <laughs> yeah, and they like, like disintegrate. Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: This went down the, what do you call the shit that comes out of it? The lint trap? Lint trap. The yeah, fuzz? Into the fan, like into between one of the fan blades. Yeah. And then for a second, I was like, Maybe if I turn it on, it'd just shoot it towards... I was like, well, good thing I didn't fucking do that shit.
2: <laughs> we lived in an apartment that had uh, really small, like, European-style washer and dryer, right? You could maybe wash, like, two pairs of jeans. Two Speedos. It, it, was, it was fucking brutal. And the dryer would not get hot for some reason. So we asked the guy to come out. And, or the, the super, and he came and he looked at it and he kind of tweaked something and, uh, he pulled out like a hairpin or something that was in Sam's pocket. And he's like, this thing was blocking this thing. Oh, turn it back on. Another week later, like, it's still not getting hot. I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, he comes back again and he pulls out like a penny and he fucking taped the penny to the door with like a little post that said, maybe clean out your pockets and I was like, all right. So for a month, I'm religiously going through all the clothes, making sure that there's nothing that could be. After a month, I call him back. I'm like, listen, he keeps coming up here. He keeps finding stuff and leaving like these aggressive notes. But I don't think this has anything to do with it. And he comes up and he was finally like, yeah, yeah. Like, like the heater went out. So like the the fucking Bobby pin and the penny had nothing to do with the heater. He just shit, he had was his just pocket. yeah. He was just pissed off. This is also the same guy that came to change our uh, fire detector or our smoke detector batteries because they were like the loft. It was so fucking high. you had to get like a sixteen foot ladder, Fuck. and it was yeah. And it was in the first few weeks that we had Murphy, and he shit in the, on the stairs, and the guy walked through it and tracked it all through the fucking apartment, <laughs> and then just left a note like your dog had an accident. I was like. Yeah, the dog had an accident. You made a fucking mess. Oh, I was so pissed.
1: I think this guy just hated you. I think so. He's looking for opportunities, dude. (laughs) Clean out your pockets. Clean up your fucking dog. I think he planted that penny, though. (laughs) Yeah, I believe believe so. It was double-sided. Oh, shit.
2: And it had the fucking eye of Lincoln scratched out. All right. Bud goes underneath the house and he finds a fucking body,
1: man. Oh, huh. so, shit. So did the old lady know? Like, was she covering or was she just truly like, it stinks no. over
2: there? She thought something died underneath the house, yeah. but I think she okay. just thought it was a rodent or something. She didn't check it out.
0: That damn so, cat's again. But
2: you're right. The body is covered, but uncovers it, digs around, pulls out a wallet. Holy shit! It's Leland Meeks, Buzz Meeks. He c- climbs out from underneath the crawl space. He gives the lady the cash from Buzz's wallet. He takes I'll off. Be the
0: last time.
2: Yep. Ed goes down to the morgue. The he starts talking to the tech. The tech hints uh, uh, about the odd. Uh, oh, when Ed gets there, the tech's like, "Hey, you want to know what the fucking murder victim from the hotel had in him?" And he starts like naming all this stuff off, like pasta, whatever, and semen, and just like is like totally open about it. So he's talking about Matt from uh, the DA bust or whatever, which I thought was a cool little. I mean, it's the homophobia thing's not cool, but I like how all the cases sort of fold and they're layered on top of each other. And a lot of stuff is uncovered. Like, on second watch, you're like, oh, the morgue's talking about that. They're they're talking about that case or whatever. Anyway. uh, And he tells Ed, like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking Bud was down here asking about the Night Owl case, too, and Ed can't fucking believe it. Like, dipshit Bud, like, trying to actually work a case. And... He's like, well, what did you tell Bud? Where did he go after he was here? So cut to Ed showing up at the old lady Leffert's house. She smoking a cigarette on the porch. As soon as Ed walks up, she's like, leave me the fuck alone and tries to run inside. And uh, she's like, Officer Bud already looked underneath the porch. Uh, cut to Ed walking into the morgue with Buzz's body. He pulls the note.
1: Why wouldn't you call and be like, this lady has dead bodies under her fucking crawl space? I mean.
2: Why Bud wouldn't? Yeah. I think because Bud's trying to get every, he's trying to get as many steps ahead that he can. So he's just working that different angle Mm -hmm. is, is my take. And if he knows that information, he can pursue it another way outside of. Because he doesn't really want to help Ed at this point.
1: doesn't like Ed. Yeah, I feel All like right. just for this old lady, though, he would at least call in and be like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you could just leave a body under a floorboard and yeah, it not be an issue later. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, he just likes swimming so much he doesn't want to embarrass her, or bother her, where <laughs> Ed will just be like. She
0: was from the Dust Bowl, man. She doesn't complain about stuff. Mm-mm. No she's, she's happy to have a house She's fine leaving
1: that room As the stinky room in the house And just you know just, Living elsewhere like
0: This, this I, too shall pass
1: I, Yeah I,
2: Sometimes when rodents and shit die in the walls You just have to wait until It rots so much that it doesn't stink anymore Right Plaster's fucking impossible to replace <laughs> Fucking this, Brewster's this millions happened? behind you You guys got the fucking drywall You can patch up in a day All
0: right. Ed pulls Bursters, the nobody put me. millions because we have drywall.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say the plaster costs a lot more at this point. So,
2: 120-year-old <laughs> plaster, man. Fucking sucks.
1: Hey, still standing. It's lasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yours will, too, if you take care of it. Right. There's like 18 coats of paint over this that's holding it all together
1: room got a little smaller.
2: Holy shit, dude. That's fucking deep as hell. All right. Ed goes to uh, ask for help from a very depressed Jack Vincennes. Vincennes tries to blow him off. Ed kind of gets Jack's interest when uh, Ed asks his opinion on the Night Owl case. And Jack's like, "What? why are you doing this, man? Like, Night Owl made you. Why keep digging on this? Like, what's the point? Ed's response is, Rolo Tomasi. Jack's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Ed begins to tell the story that, uh, you know, the person that murdered his father was never caught. So he made up a person named Rolo Tomasi, who was like the manifestation of all this trauma. And for him, he needed to seek out justice and he needed to make sure that things were made right because his father not didn't get any justice, blah, blah, blah. So remember the name, Rolo Tomasi. He asked Jack, why did you become a cop? And sadly, Crown, Jack can't remember it? anymore. Rolo Tomasi. Oh, okay. okay, I'll play your game. So Jack decides that he will help Ed with his case as long as Ed helps him with Matt's murder because uh, it's a homicide case and the homicide department is just not really taking it seriously, which we can assume probably has a lot to do with homophobia. So Jack's task is to tail Bud White while he's off duty. Ed wants to know what Bud is up to. He follows Bud to the Formosa Bar and Grill.
0: Not and sailing, and that's what I'll tell you what.
2: Bud shows up and meets uh, Johnny Stompanato, who is Mickey C's old enforcer. Bud wants to know any information about Buzz Meeks. Johnny kind of plays it tough, but eventually he gives over some info when Bud grabs Johnny's nuts. Johnny says, uh, well, there was a rumor that Buzz had a line on a large supply of H, that's horse or heroin. And skip town, but remember we know Buzz is dead. So Bud wants to know how Buzz would have gotten any H. Jack follows Bud to Lynn's, and Ed meets with the uh, meets with him to uh, peep on Bud and Lynn getting it on as consenting adults. It's their right. Ed notices that Lynn looks a lot like Veronica Lake, and he mentions that's Veronica Lake. We got a Rita Hayworth at the mort.
1: Personally, I think she looks better.
2: That's a, that's a good line, Cron. Mm-hmm. Jack's starting to think that maybe their cases are related because he knows something about this place called Florida de Lee. Nothing?
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: he suggests that maybe they go uh, chow. Y'all with get Pierce Taylor Patchett. Swift
0: tickets? <laughs>
2: Shit. I know you didn't. No fucking way.
0: I couldn't. Not enough money.
1: You can't pick up a rotary phone and just scream Taylor Swift into it.
0: <laughs> you know, well, my my internet's on a month to month basis here. So
2: isn't that most like, most internets? I mean,
0: that's well, I, one I month mine. I have it, the other month I don't. And when oh, okay. Harry's tickets that's went on sale, alternating I, months, I just didn't have it. Okay, okay. Don't don't judge me. Okay. But anyway, uh, best album T. Swifts. Y'all I think have. Ed Sheridan's the
2: devil? Hey, you gonna keep qu- asking questions that I'm never allowed to answer?
0: No, I'm just get the fuck out of
2: here. I I'm think, tired of your shit. I'm just no, nope, you're
0: fucking you done. Said Florida, get Lee's the fuck so out of
2: here, Florida. I'm, I'm, Piece uh, of shit.
0: You guys are the rudest podcast I've ever been on. Uh, 1989. <laughs> That's a good one. It's my favorite too.
2: What Bat- We already had the Batman conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Oh. Did you guys see The Flesh?
1: The Flesh? Mm-hmm. Long, yeah, long live the new I've Flesh. Seen,
2: I've seen The Flesh.
0: <laughs> the new one that just came out with the fast guy. He drives fast cars. He's NASCARs. This runs fast.
1: Is this Fast and like, Furious? Or? I don't
0: understand how that's a superhero. You just run fast. There's all kinds of people that run fast.
2: It's not just he runs fast. He has a speed force, so he can phase. That, he,
0: that Jamaican guy runs fast. He's not a superhero.
2: Metabolism. He can heal real fast. Florida, Are go the fuck away. The Jamaican
0: guy? Who's <laughs> the one guy that would ran fast and killed his girlfriend? Oh, fuck. Y'all, what do you think of the case, Casey Anthony? You think she did it? I do. She's actually my neighbor. I'm not
2: Cron, I think Florida Lee... Is like, like the manif- I, I thought it was maybe the manifestation of a state. I think it's the manifestation of Twitter. It's just anyway. like constant bombardment. Yeah, just jumps from
1: thing <sighs> to thing. Yeah.
0: Holy Ron DeSantis. Okay, I'll leave you guys alone so you can get through this. I'm going to turn off my computer. I got internet this month, so.
2: Okay, so next month you won't.
0: Anyway, I heard y'all talking about a season two. You think I can, you know, get on on that?
2: Yeah, but that starts on a month that you won't have internet. So mm-hmm. thanks.
0: You don't know that. I might be dating a bye. nice lady. That's bye. Bye. We're for at stuff. two
2: hours already. Bye. Okay.
0: Holy Ron DeSantis. I'm out of here. Okay. Shit. I'm coming, Susan.
2: Cron, I don't like Florida Lee. Mm-hmm. Florida it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare that on the uh, first appearance
0: hardy getting bad vibes. It's, yeah, you know. I've seen another it, it takes box go. You, what happened?
2: Uh, I, I don't. I don't even want to burden you with it, man. Uh, you know, I know a problem shared is a problem halved, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save you from that.
0: I'll listen to it later.
2: All right. Jack suggests that they should talk to PP, but Ed wants to talk to Johnny Stompanato first. Wants to maybe find out what. Bud knows. Ed finds Johnny being sweet with what he thinks is a Lana Turner lookalike, but it turns out that this is the real Lana Turner. He insults her. She splashes fucking water in, her face, or in his face. Jack can only, like, fucking smile and say, like, nah, it's actually Lana Turner. <laughs> and it's a cool little, uh, little moment when they both go outside. They get in the car. Jack's just fucking cracking up, and Ed eventually has to give in to, and they both sort of share a laugh it's kind of sweet so the the duo they show up to uh interview pp and patch basically says uh yeah i know both of you you know you're the tech advisor you're shotgun ed but he really doesn't seem to care about bud and lynn's relationship he's like i know what they're doing they're doing what fucking people do and he kind of motions to this cool like three-way fucking painting he's got on his walls. Pretty cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Sure. Wish wish Mondo
2: would put that out.
1: (laughs) We got (laughs) got the three-way painting from LA Confidential.
0: I'd totally try to buy it. Fuck yeah.
1: Original (laughs) art by Set Dresser. (laughs) Or Deadly Prey.
2: (laughs) Damn, is there a Deadly Prey LA Confidential?
1: there should be i don't know there's a lot of material
0: i'll tweet at him
1: all right wonder thing they gonna about does... that black roses for everybody
0: <laughs> you're just looking every day aren't you yeah i'm
1: waiting fucking <laughs> good yeah, movie dude yeah i'm hanging out
2: all right they bring up florida lead a pp but he Just doesn't really react. He kind of ignores it, blows the whole thing off. We're back at the morgue. They have an ID on Ed's body, uh, which was Buzz. Um, Oh, this is Jack. He shows up to get the ID. Um, Fuck, I'm out of whack. They get the call over the radio. Hey, your ID's ready. Ed says to Jack, hey, go to the morgue, find out what they know. I'm going to go see Lynn. He's convinced that uh, PP has Lynn hooking up with Bud for a reason. So we see uh, Pierce call Sid. You're like, what the hell? Hush, hush. Off the record and on the QT. Jack shows up to the morgue. He's told that the body belongs to Buzz. Jack's like, Buzz? Leland Meeks? And he recognizes him. He knows him by name only, though. So he starts looking through Buzz's arrest records, but, um, oh, and while he's doing that, at Lynn's house, Ed shows up to ask some questions, but he ultimately ends up getting fucking seduced by Lynn, and they hook up, and then we find out that Sid is in the other room, snapping photos.
0: How does he not see this. It's like a two-way kind of... It's probably a two-way thing. It's locked off. Is it? Yeah. Because
1: they show like a really quick shot where it just looks like solid glass, but he's over there snapping photos. Yeah.
2: Remember earlier in the movie when he was behind glass watching somebody get fucked?
1: Now it's happening to him. Los Angeles, baby. (laughs) Watch your back.
2: Alright. So... Knowing this, Jack. Every a little-
0: window is what it seems. <laughs> yep.
2: If you can't see through it, somebody's looking at you. Yeah. Jack decides to drop by the captain's house. He wants watch- to ask about Buzz Meeks. F-
1: fucking watch out, Greg.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, and this is where the fucking Irish accent really comes in because he says something about like. You're lucky my four fair daughters and my wife are at the beach this weekend or something.
0: Yeah, but uh, then well, this was the like, moment where I was like, oh, this dude's Irish? Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: So they, they go into the kitchen and Dudley mentions, uh yeah, I remember Buzz. He had terrible fitness reports. <laughs> Jack brings up a particular case from about twelve years ago, and while fucking Spacey is given this little monologue, he is he is touching his hair, every fucking possible configuration. I mean, he is just living the life that he once had, I guess. All right. But in this case, he says, Bud, Buzz was working a vice case with his then-partner, Dick Stensland. They questioned Pierce Patchett about a blackmail scam where Pierce Patchett was paying Sid to photograph prominent businessmen with hookers.
3: Mm.
2: Ultimately... Charges were dropped because of insufficient evidence, and the reason he's there is because Dudley was the supervising officer, and Jack wants to know if Dudley remembers anything. Jack admits that he's trying to make amends by personally investigating the murder, and Dudley calls him out for trying to do the right thing. Like, you... Maybe don't try that. You haven't had the practice. Dudley pours Jack a cup of tea, and he asks Ed what he thinks about... Or he asks... Um, he asks Jack what Ed thinks about the case. And Jack says, "I haven't told him yet. I just came here straight from the records room." Bam. Dudley pulls out a gun, shoots Jack right in the heart. Jack lets out a few breaths and Dudley has uh or Dudley asks if he's got any valediction. Rollo Tomasi. Jack laughs on his way out.
0: I remember that name.
1: Good on you. Rollo Tony.
2: Close enough. Another briefing. Dudley's briefing the force. They say that Jack's body was found in Echo Park, but forensics indicates that it was definitely moved. After the briefing, he asks Ed about a possible association um, that Vincennes has with somebody. He gives the name to Ed. Rolo Tomasi. Ed plays it cool. Says he doesn't know anything about it. We see Bud questioning narcotics about who could move a ton of H in LA. And they don't really have an answer for him. They sort of jokingly say, fuck, I don't know, Mickey C. Dudley pulls uh, Bud into his office and tells him, hey, I need you to go to the Victory Hotel for another beatdown. But not before he gives him a stern talking to. You're not so cruel as of late. And he mentions knowing about his relationship with Lynn. Ed goes to the morgue once again. And he says, I want to know everything that you fucking told Jack or told Bud.
1: Yeah, we we need you to move the plot forward again. Yes,
2: please. (laughs) And uh, the guy's like, well, all I told him was the idea of the body. It was fucking Buzz Meeks. At the Victory Hotel, Dudley and Bud, they're starting to put the beat down on Sid. What the fuck? They want to know if he knows anything about Jack's murder. Sid admits that, uh, yeah, sure, I pulled some stings with Jack, but I wasn't involved in his murder. Dudley asks about Pierce Patchett. Sid reveals that he knows he's rich, he's involved at B-movies, and he's possibly a heroin addict. Bud has to lay a few more uh, fucking punches on Sid when he's not giving his answers fast enough. I don't. Know Sid if, finally.
1: I don't know if they need to. Like they have him cuffed and they are hitting him, and he's like, "I will tell you anything." Like <laughs> <Yeah>. stop.
2: <laughs> well, like when they reveal that he's that he's the one that they're questioning, he's like, "You don't have to fucking t-. like yeah. I will answer questions." Like yeah. Um, yeah.
0: what is being involved with B movies a bad thing? Love B
2: movies. I think maybe he was hinting at like other types of movies. movies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe he said P movies.
0: Oh, what does the P stand for?
2: And I misheard. Um, Pussies, poop, piss, penis, penis in pussy, pee out of penis, (laughs) pee out of pussy, pee onto poop, puss. Get the fuck out of here, dude. This shit's gross, I'm calling the fucking vice squad on your ass.
1: Don't be be cruel, Dan. Don't be cruel. Yeah. That's gross. (sighs) We're trying to watch piss on poop videos. (laughs) You're bringing that shit in here. I quit.
2: People at my job listen to this fucking show. (laughs) All right. Um. So, the final thing that Sid says is like, hey, the last thing we were doing was Pierce had me photograph some cop banging some lady named Lynn, all right? And I got the photos in the back of my truck to prove it. And fucking Bud loses his shit. He knocks the shit out of Sid, um, rips the fucking chair, like, the bolts out of the floor, knocks him over. He takes off, runs out to the back of Sid's truck. Or to the trunk rather, opens it up. Sure, sure enough, he sees fucking photos of Ed banging Lynn, but drives off in a rage. Dudley has some line about, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in Ed Exley's shoes right now for all the whiskey in Ireland or something." He comes back inside He's, I- he's Sid's Irish, "Like Dan. <laughs> huh. that's how you know."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Who would have thought?
2: Fucking and then he, loves whiskey. And then he does like a
0: Ooh, faith Magora. Hurt at her.
2: And he jumps <laughs> up and taps his heels.
0: <laughs> Don't cut off your finger.
1: What's that from? Is that just a thing that you think Irish people say all the time?
3: <laughs>
1: hmm Okay.
2: Oh, uh, it's a Banshees reference.
1: Mm.
2: Did you know or
1: uh, I pieced it together as soon as I said my thing, but it was it was too late to take it back.
2: Okay. I'm not trying to call you out. I just didn't want to, if I said, oh, it's a Banshee's reference, and you're like, duh. I was like trying to.
1: No, I got it about the time. I'm teaming up with you. The words left my mouth.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right. So when, after Bud drives off. But I, like still, we find out.
1: I still wanted to rip on Dan. <laughs> We find out this whole fucking interrogation
2: a was a ruse, right? Sid's like, uh, hey, man, you didn't have to guy like have your guys actually fucking hit me, all right? And I think that went well. Like, He's fucking charged up. But uh, Dudley ain't playing. He puts on some fucking gloves, and starts to f- suffocate Sid. But not before Sid's like, come on, man. You, me, and Patchett, we're a team. What the fuck's going on here, dudes?
0: Wh- what? What?
2: We're back at the records room. Ed can't find any arrest records for Buzz's time in Vice. While uh, he orders the secretary to go get the daily report logs. Maybe there's some something in those. While he's looking through those, Bud confronts Lynn about her hooking up with Ed. Eh, pretty sad scene here. He loses his temper, slaps her a little bit. She's like, I thought I was helping you. She's trying to get him to come, out, uh, come inside. He's about to hit her, like actually fucking punch her while she's on the ground. But he catches himself and he takes off. He shows up to the records room while Ed's looking through the daily logs. While he's looking at the logs, he realizes that Sergeant Dudley Smith is listed on all of the logs for Buzz and uh, Stenzlin's activities. Hmm. Bud comes in with a photo of Ed and Lynn fucking. Starts beating the shit out of Ed throws him around the office, shoves the photo in his mouth. While he's doing that, Ed reaches up and pulls Bud's gun out of the holster, kind of gets him at gunpoint, um, and he says, Dudley killed Jack, and he wanted you to kill me. I bet he showed you the photo, didn't he? Bud knocks the gun away and starts beating uh, Ed some more. Uh, some guy's try to run in the room. He fucking slams the door, tells him to fuck off, grabs a chair, throws it through the window, screams Dudley. Bud says that he knows uh, Stensland lied to him. Leffert's mother ID'd him as Susan's boyfriend, and Stensland pretended to not know them when he saw them on Christmas Eve. Bud thinks that Stensland uh, killed Meeks over heroin. Ed admits that the guys that that were fingered for the night owl didn't do it. The rape victim, she lied in her statement and the first cops to the Mercury coop were actually some of Dudley's lackeys. They planted the shotguns and they were going to kill them before Jack and Ed showed up. It's all connected. Why are you doing this? Bud asks the night owl made you. You want to tear all that down? Ed replies, with a wrecking ball you want to help me swing it so they were eskimo brothers but now they're partners they go to see the da ellis low and they confront him about the murder at the hotel what's an
0: eskimo brother
2: look it up i apologize if that's inappropriate um that might be an outdated term i apologize for that um all right. Um, Ed wants full permission to tap and trail Dudley and Pierce Patchett. Low kind of laughs this off. He refuses, and Ed claims that it must be because Pierce Patchett and Dudley have something on you. Um, Lowe blows him off. He kind of goes to get ready in his ba- little
1: office bathroom.
2: How fucking cool would that be, huh? Not having to share a
1: bathroom. Mm-hmm. You can just shit that thing all day. Just- fucking wreck it
2: man Mm -hmm. I'd be taking calls and shit
0: any turd you feel just let it go
1: Mm -hmm. let's go out for Chinese and Mexican today I'm feeling reckless Mm -hmm. hey
2: Elon (laughs) you want everybody to return to the office give them a fucking bathroom
1: Mm
2: -hmm. all these fucking right wingers that are afraid of like trans people using whatever bathroom they want
0: just give everybody
2: their own fucking bathroom.
0: You guys coming over for the uh, Musk Zuckerberg fight?
2: I might if that actually happens.
0: I'll pay a hundred. Will that
2: be the it? biggest fucking pay per view of all time?
0: Supposedly Dana White has talked to both of them, and they are. He's his quote was dead serious about doing it.
2: So Elon has Rogan on his side, right?
0: I'm, I think I'm betting Zuck. It's sneaky little fucker. I don't I, know.
2: Sneaky little fuck. Yeah, I bet. Just got that Elon's like just stiff. Yeah.
0: Older. I
1: don't know. I think I'd take Elon. Seems like a <laughs> Seems bigger. Shit. Bigger reach.
2: Elon's hard to do, like, you know, the thing about
1: jujitsu, like, it's a hard, I can't, I can't break it, I've tried. Zuck seems pretty robotic, I don't know if he's, like, a tough enough guy.
0: I think he's gonna surprise everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, Elon has had a a nice soft life, you know? Zuckerberg's been through a lot, man.
0: I'm going He's Zuck. a piece of
2: shit, and everybody knows he's a piece of shit, and they made a movie about how he's a piece of shit.
0: Like, Zuck and three. That's what I'm saying.
1: I think the craziest part about it is, you know, both of these, because they're so wealthy. Like, they've both hired some sort of, like, jujitsu expert that every day is just like, you're fucking good at jujitsu. Like, you're really good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's the incredible thing, too, is, like, the money that they're going to be able to spend on their trainers and shit are you going to have this like split is there going to be bad blood between the trainers like this school is the best and that's where Elon's going to go and then Zuck is going to say like alright I want the guy that fucking hates that train you know like it I guess we're going to get social network too right it's going to be like the movie warrior mm-hmm. it's going to be fucking awesome we'll be they telling did our say kids
0: that the pay per view is $100 and all of the profits go to charity. So, Worth it. That's good.
2: I'll give them $300 if they have to go all three rounds, despite.
0: Oh, it better be five rounds. Oh, it, you
2: think they'll it, agree to five? No way. Is it
1: boxing or MMA?
2: MMA, I think. Uh, they're only going to do data three. Dana
0: White's going to
1: do three. It's at three max.
0: Join the Discord. Put your bets in. Yeah. It's
1: gonna suck. It's gonna end up being like... Yeah, it'll be lame. That's the bummer. Pacquiao fucking whatever. Mayweather? Yeah.
0: I almost got my fucking ass beat that night. I was the only guy like... Mayweather's gonna whoop the fuck out of this guy. Everyone's (laughs) like, fuck you, dude.
2: (laughs) Well, he's not a He's not a good person to root for. Not like Pacquiao's better. He's got some shitty politics, so.
1: Hey. What, uh, what's uh, the uh,
0: matter with firing squats?
1: <laughs> yeah, you think the multi-millionaire that fights people for a living has good politics?
2: <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of charitable people rising in the ranks of fucking professional boxing, you know? Seems to be a fucking connection of...
0: Evil
2: to yeah, to <laughs> skill. Okay, let's fucking, we're so close guys, let's crank through this. Alright, so they're buddies now. Um, where were we at? They were with the DA in his, in his private bathroom. So it's Bud's turn to uh, play bad cop. Smashes the DA's face into the mirror, gives him a swirly, and then holds him out of his ten story window over this ledge, while Ed's just acting nice and cool. Did you guys notice the safety wire?
1: No. Yes. I was,
2: oh, it, I it's, was so it, into it. Yeah. It's just so clear in the shot, but it doesn't take you out of it. Because it's cool that they actually fucking hung the guy out of a window, you know? I appreciate that. Alright, Low admits that uh, P.P. and Dudley did, in fact, set him up. So... The kid, Matt, heard all of that shit go down when they basically blackmailed the DA and he played ball. So because Matt heard it, they killed him. And the pictures that they have basically protect Dudley and Pierce Patchett from prosecution. They kick the door in at Patchett's house. They find him dead, wrists slit. They say, yeah it's probably a fake suicide because two of his fingers were fucking broken. And he was probably drugged. Looks like Dudley is cleaning up loose ends. And they fear that that includes Lynn. They get the sheriff's department to check on her. Ed goes to check on Lynn. uh, After she's at the sheriff's office. Because Bud just can't see her right now. So Bud instead, he goes to look for Sid. Lynn tells Ed she doesn't know anything about Dudley. And... When Bud gets to Sid's place, it's now a crime scene. Looks like a smash and grab. Maybe, uh, I think the cop there hints like maybe he got the wrong dirt on the wrong person or something. So Sid's murder now being, you know, fate. They get a call or Bud gets a call that uh, Ed wants him to meet Ed at the Victory Hotel. When he gets there, Ed's like, you called the dude, not me. Oh, shit. We got a setup. Dudes. Whoa. What a hell of a fucking shootout here, huh? hmm Oh, yeah. And I, I'm being 100% here. Like, the staging is incredible. You know exactly where you're at. The yeah. sound design on this is fucking awesome because you are inside the room the entire time, which I thought was another great choice. You're sort of hearing the other cops, like, outside, like, whistling to each other.
1: Yeah, so, like... I like the setup for this a lot too, where it's just like, like as soon as they realize, like, I thought you called, I thought you called Ed is like, let's get out of here. And Bud is like, it's already too late. And he just like grabs a shotgun out of his trunk. And he's like, let's fucking head in dude. Like there's only one way out of this shit now. So fucking great setup.
2: And it's, it's awesome. Like camaraderie too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Bud like throws him an extra clip. So he's got the shotgun. Ed's got two pistols. Um, Ed kind of laughs a little bit. He's like, shit, all I ever wanted to do was just like, what's the term? Live up to my father, right? And Bud's like, you're going to get your chance. Didn't he die in the line of of duty? Like, it's kind of sweet, you know? Mm -hmm. So they board up the windows as best they can with like dressers and mattresses trying to stay low. They end up taking out multiple guys, like a half dozen dudes, working really well together. Bud realizes there's a hole in the floor. I think is that where like he ripped the chair out of the off the floor earlier.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So he he goes underneath into the crawl space. Um, shoots two go- uh, two goons in the uh, I guess are cops. They're still goons though. Pieces of shit. Uh, a cab right. Um. <laughs> Shoots them in the knees. Slows them down. Ed's able to kind of finish them off. Ed gets shot in the shoulder. Bud comes back up. Fights another guy off. But sadly, fucking Dudley comes in. He shoots Bud a few times. He takes aim at uh, at Ed. And Ed says, Rolo Tomasi. This intrigues Dudley. Who is he? As you are. The guy who gets away with it. This gives Bud enough time to stab Dudley. And enough time for Ed to get a gun. But not before Dudley shoots Bud in the cheek. Dudley asks, are you going to shoot me or arrest me? Ed's not sure what to do. Sirens start getting closer. Dudley's like, alright, you made the right choice. He starts walking towards the sirens. He says, "Uh, you better take out your badge so they know you're a cop. Fucking Ed finally makes his decision Shoots Dudley in the back Fuck Turns out yeah. he does have it what it takes Fuck yeah We cut to Ed being interrogated About the shootout He reveals the truth The three Night Owl suspects While guilty of rape Were not the Night Owl shooters The shooters were Dudley's goons The target was Stenzland, Who along with Buzz Meeks Stole heroin from Pierce Patchett And Dudley Since the capture of Mickey Cohen, Dudley Smith has been assuming control of organized crime in L.A. This includes assassination, blackmail, murder. The D.A. and the chief of police, they watch the interview and they lament the damage that this will do on the department. Ed just smiles. The chief of police is like, you want to tell me why you're fucking smiling? And uh, he basically knows what's up. They're going to cover this whole thing up. They're going to call Dudley a hero. And his only way to play ball is to say, like, yeah, you're going to need a hero. I think you're going to need two heroes.
0: I need a hero.
2: <laughs> so, Ed's justification is, they're using me, so I'm going to use them. We got another medal ceremony for Ed. Lynn comes by. She's got a smashed up bud in the car outside. She tells Ed, some men get the world Others get ex-hookers and a trip to Arizona. Ed and Bud, they show off their slings. Have a cool fucking handshake. (laughs) Lynn and Bud, they drive off to Bisbee. Bisbee. Said that weird. Ruined the fucking ending, dude. (laughs) Dropped it on the one. The end.
0: Bisbee, where the bitches be busy. Mm. I heard
1: Bisbee's got the... Ugliest women.
2: <laughs> I wonder if anybody's like calculated like what city has the highest concentration of unattractive people.
0: It's got to be Cleveland, right? <laughs> Love you, Cleveland. I'm Just thinking joking. Florida. <laughs> Somewhere in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Let's not say that word anymore.
2: Are you running out of random questions to bombard us with?
0: What are you talking about? You
2: got a whole list you keep looking at there? Guys, that was LA Confidential, a five-star banger for Bones. Uh, I highly recommend anybody to watch this movie. If you didn't watch the movie before the episode and you made it through, I I didn't do it justice. Go back and watch this bad boy. Now, dudes, I turn it over to you. What do you think?
0: Oh, gentlemen! First watch here. Uh, love the noir here. Love James Ellroy. I think he is a fantastic author. It uh, some of his books are a little difficult and can be a lot. I will admit that. Um, we got great characters here. We got a great shootout. Uh, this is a good ass fucking movie, dudes. Uh, this is a four for me. But like I said, it's a first watch. And I think with multiple watches, I could I see potential for five stars, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good.
1: Karate? Yeah, I'd completely agree. I think this has a lot of, uh, I don't know, just awesome, you know, neo-noir touches to it. Um, having it actually set, you know, when noirs took place, like late 40s, early 50s. Uh, I think they really nail the look of it Um, like they get all the little fine details. Right. Um, And I do think as a, as a noir, like it ends in this really great uh, nihilistic fashion where it kind of gets to like the only way to be a good cop is to be a bad cop. Like that's kind of where it ultimately concludes. Um, And I think it just kind of fits the tone of that story so well. I will say, like, the one thing that bumps me a little bit is just the pacing of this movie. Um, and it falls into this weird place of, like, they could have probably cut two characters and gotten this down to an hour and a half. Or, I think, go the other way and make this a three-hour movie and kind of let it breathe a little bit. Because um, I feel like they do get to points where they're kind of, like, rushing to get the rest of the plot out. And I think this ends up at, like, Two hours seventeen. Uh I could have been in this for three plus hours, why not? Um love the look, love the vibe. I think I would ultimately be a four on this as well. Really debated on four point five, but uh four for now.
0: Bouncy. Okay. That's okay. all, right. all right. You good? Yeah, you gave it fours. That's all right. It's pretty good. Do you want some research? Yeah, let's move on to research. Gentlemen, this was released September 19th of 1997. The opening weekend also included Wishmaster, The Full Monty, and In and Out. Full Monty uh, was
2: kind of a sleeper hit, right? Didn't that thing yeah, kind of thing had legs on it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Very
1: well <laughs> a th- in the third leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Multiple, really right? was it like five of them. <laughs> they're doing like fifteen a TV legs show on that now. stage.
0: Uh, Elroy did take a Australian book tour before the movie did come out, and said that uh, a question was asked: "Are you gonna? Are any of your books gonna become a movies?" And he said, "Well, actually, they're working on L.A. Confidential right now, and uh, they just hired two Australian actors, Russell Crowe and Guy Pierce. Uh, The audience thought this was a joke. Turned out it wasn't. Uh, The 1950s, there was no building in L.A. allowed to be taller than City Hall. They got uh, got Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) (laughs) So Mr. Hansen did uh, adjust all his cameras to make sure that none of the buildings looked taller than City Hall for the movie.
2: That's not Uh, Veronica Lake. That's a hooker made up to look like Veronica Lake.
0: (laughs) Crow loved his character. He wished that this was one of the few movies he wished had a sequel. Uh, The second one being The Nice Guys. Uh, He did base his character off Sterling Hayden and Stanley Kubrick's The Killing. Um and that's uh, oh, Kim Basinger did fuck up her hair by trying oh. to dye it more blonde, so yeah. it is a wig that she is wearing in this. Thanks for elaborating. <laughs>
2: yeah, there was just there was just enough space there where it's like uh, who, are you, who are you gonna say? Okay,
1: thought maybe she was then, in character and <laughs> slept with half
0: the cast. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> Hanson did cast crow because of Romper Stomper. Uh, he also did not watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, uh, Guy Pierce's because he didn't want that to alter his uh, opinion of Guy Pierce whenever he cast him. Uh, $35 million was given to him, and he came out with a worldwide box office of $126 million. so Fuck it yeah. was a hit.
2: Again. Guy Pierce, I think we talked about this on Ravenous, Almost Batman. Almost True no one's story. Batman?
1: True story. Have you guys seen Romper Stomper? I have not.
0: No, but I always either. hear good yeah. things. Yeah, I'm maybe, curious about it. Maybe season two. Yeah, maybe, maybe so.
2: Um you hear a I lot about it. Mm-hmm. And also you threw something else out. Man, I would fucking love a nice guys sequel. Nice guys is fucking great.
1: Yeah, nice guys a is good movie. awesome. And definitely, I think it hits a lot of those like Neo noir vibes, too, you know? Hell yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I think I like Nice Guys more than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I really like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
0: I would have to rewatch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And Nice Guys, but I really like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I'd be. Shane Black, baby. Go Kiss Kiss kiss, Bang Bang, but
1: both of them are awesome. It's hard to pick between those two.
0: You know what, Crown, for you, I'd do Bang Bang Kiss Kiss. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you. Ooh. End on the sweetness. Yeah, kiss me at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah give me a little kiss
1: afterwards.
2: That means a lot, because as we know, famously, Dan does I not kiss during sex. He's there to do a job.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm Clocking in, clocking in.
2: Did you learn that from that
0: doctor? Because he didn't kiss you after? I tried, and he just got weirded out. I was like, really? You had your finger in my ass, and you're weirded out that I want to kiss you?
1: Dan's looking at his degree like, that's I- had to happen.
0: Right? I'm sure there's been a guy that's like, you're gonna kiss me, Doc? And that's when you just rub that fucked. <laughs> up in there.
1: No, that's when you kiss him. Two, f- two fingers.
0: <laughs> two fingers, motherfucker. You just kiss him on the mouth.
2: <laughs> and they're gonna lose your insurance information. Make you remember this day when you're having a fucking deal with that.
0: You're gonna have to make a payment plan for this fucking day, dude. You'd be paying... For my finger being two fingers
2: ass. is not covered <laughs> by Blue Cross Blue Shield. They did not okay that second finger.
0: That's not medical code for that.
2: That second finger was out of network.
0: <laughs>
2: now I'm, I'm 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 okay with your guys' four star rating on this, especially with it being a first watch. I mean this. I the pacing on this movie, I think is is perfect. It it snowballs. I I do agree with you that it at a certain point it just starts to to pick up, mm-hmm. but I think that that is just so necessary and works in the favor of it. Because at a certain point, you kind of know, like, all right, these are the bad players. Let's just get the fucking characters caught up so we can get to a little shootout and and have a like you said a great way of putting it the great noir nihilistic ending right? Like, you can still have arcs within that and I think they both get incredible arcs um, and even uh, Jack gets an incredible arc, you know? He's almost paid for, uh, he pays the price for having a conscience, mm-hmm. you know? Like, had he not been obsessed with getting redemption for Matt's murder, would would he have made it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's bittersweet.
1: No, I like his character a lot because he is just kind of like He could have hung out on that TV set for the rest of his career, but he chose to like be a good cop
0: at some point. So yeah. Pulls you in. What was the release date on this, Dan? Uh, September 19th of 1997.
2: And when was seven? Could we look that up? Was there a, I know you said it opened up against Full Monty and something else.
0: Ronnie looking at that? Yeah, my, I'm trying to pull it up.
2: My pull guess would
1: the, be... Uh, you want to guess real quick?
2: Well, you said Sep, so I'm going to say September, but... Go ahead.
1: September 22nd, 1995.
2: Oh, 7's yeah. 95. Yeah. Why was I thinking it was 97?
1: What else came out in 97?
0: It's... Uh, breaking news from Letterboxd. Penny Smasher, L.A. Confidential, five stars. There you go.
2: Hell yeah.
1: You want some popular 97 movies? Why the fuck did I think seven was Uh, 97? Fifth Element, Starship Troopers, Batman and Robin, The Game, Spawn.
2: The Game. That's what it is. Okay. So there was a Fincher in 97. Mm Mm-hmm. Watch that on a plane coming back from Guam. Audio kept cutting in and out.
1: Game's pretty good, dude.
2: Was very confused. Game's a good movie. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, we got to get better at closing the show. Um, I edit these fucking things and they take 25 minutes. I think Dan just loves hanging out. Doesn't want to go back to reality.
0: Well, um, there goes gravity. Oop.
2: But this is the last episode in quotes of five day rentals uh, Of season one Ever because, oh. No, no mm-hmm. see, Season one You will have a uh, Thunder in Paradise Which is a box set Episode guys Oh yeah brother. Next week We got a guest lined up We're pretty excited I know they're They're feeling the heat uh, Episode 17 and 18 If you're following along James Hit the people with the rest of the shit
0: as always, you can find us on, uh, any platform where you get podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, but if you really want to fuck around and find out, you can join us on discord. Uh, there's a link on every new episode that's dropped. So please join in. We'll have some fun there. Um, yeah, we got thunder and paradise coming. I will during our July break upload some random day the new category and the new film that will be uh, the start of season two so look forward to that I think we do have a uh, legal thriller that Mr. George from uh, Best Little Horror House in Philly was kind enough to let us have so you'll get that as well uh, but other than that gentlemen rate and review the show help us out Crash and Burn
1: Florida Lee, and
0: burn florida then, yeah, and way back.
1: Who kissed me? <laughs>